0: By the way, I would like to begin this edition with a public service announcement. Okay. If you are out driving right now, A, put down your damn cell phone, (laughs) B, check to see if your lights are on. Wow. Wow. How we many? were coming in tonight, I, I, I Five, lost seven Five, six, count.
1: seven, seven cars that were At either least. coming toward us or we were behind that they had no lights on. No headlights, no taillights, nothing.
0: And that's one of the things we're going to talk about a little later because there's a reason on some cars. No. That, that Well, there's an excuse <laughs> on some cars that some people say,
1: Oh, I didn't. I thought my
0: lights were
1: on. You're supposed to be smarter than the... Equipment that you're using, yeah. I think uh, that we that, that that ship has sailed a long yeah, time ago, it. right?
0: <laughs> but but that's one of the many things we're going to talk a little later tonight yeah. with uh, our friend Tom Appel, the publisher of Consumer Guide Automotive. He'll be joining us. Uh, mm-hmm. The Empty Pockets will be joining us. We'll get a showbiz report with Gino. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about James Bond,
1: yes, Bond. and the Pickwick James Theater, and uh, we're going to talk about the Marlins and the Cubs.
0: Yeah.
1: But first. But, yes. Yes. Let us do our round robin. And let me quickly say that we have people listening to us tonight, like Marilyn in Houston, Texas. Hey, Marilyn. Timothy P. is in Kentucky. Carrie Johnson is in Palm Coast, Florida. Linda O. is in Plano. Milton Jenkins of Dose Dos boys. boys. He's listening from Seattle tonight. We
0: need to. Uh, oh, in, in fact, Julian, remind me a little later tonight. We will bring up one of my favorite Dos boys recordings. It's a parody. It is. It's great. Did anybody remember the Five Man Electrical Band and Signs? Sure. They do the world's best parody. <laughs> yes. and, and it only runs for about... What forty two seconds Maybe. or something like that? Yes. But, but if it's... you're good,
1: you're good. Forty two seconds is enough. Yeah. That other voice you heard was the keeper of the big plug. That he was... without
0: whom there would be no us.
1: That is true. That would be your Dan Long. How are you, Dan? Hey, good evening. Good evening. Did you have a good week. It was
2: uh, it was nice. Yeah, yeah, nice and low key. I think. Yeah. Well, from that's what good. I can remember. <laughs>
1: And well, it was very low-key, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it was summertime, so how could you beat that? It
2: did. Yeah, the weather was amazing. It, uh, I just love that, that first feeling, the first hit of 70 yeah. degrees and sunny you get in this city. It's It's amazing.
1: Have you turned the AC on?
2: We no, had, yeah, we had,
1: we had to do that today. It yeah, was 83 did. in our house. Okay,
2: yeah, that got. I wasn't home enough to really just be sitting around and <laughs> needing it. Uh, luckily, well,
1: my problem was moving around. I was like, I'm hot. It's 83 in here, so <laughs> we cranked up the AC, and it'll be freezing cold when we get home. But you know, the season is technically called the spring of deception,
0: right?
2: Because uh, <laughs> it's, Monday it's
0: we'll going to be, be 40 winter. and.
1: Yep. Yeah, sweetie. there may be
0: what? Uh, maybe some snow tomorrow we, we or had, Monday.
1: We had winter in December, and then we moved into spring briefly. Then we had winter number two. Now we're spring of deception. Then winter next week, and then eventually we'll we'll get to.
0: And What is there, fake fall? uh, (laughs) There's a whole list of these these, (laughs) these seasons. In
1: fact, I'll post them on our our Facebook page. And by the way, thank you all for posting on our Facebook page and looking at our our shot of uh, one of the shots of of the sites as we came into downtown Chicago tonight. And you can text us throughout the show at 312 981 7200.
0: And if you want to go to our Facebook page, it's slash Stephen Johnny Show. And if you want to go to our uh, blog, and we would appreciate it if you did, that's steveandjohnny.wordpress.com. And we'd love it if you subscribe to our blog. It's absolutely free. And we don't spam you. The only thing you get is an email whenever we put up a new blog post.
1: That's it. Yeah. Also, on the other side of the glass, we are working tonight with Julian. Yes. Julian S. Hey, Julian.
0: Okay, why are we not hearing Julian? Okay. <laughs>
1: we 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 worked on this too, didn't we?
0: <laughs> Julian should be uh, what, A two program, right? Okay. And we have A two program. And I see Julian's mouth is moving. But
1: I think he's pranking you. Okay. I honestly think that's what's happening. Dan
0: the, is taking his
1: his expertise. His
0: expertise over to that side of the oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. What the heck was that?
1: He's got his own show going on That's over whoopsies.
0: there. <laughs> you you listening to anything? We should uh, turn into. Oh, I'm I'm working. I'm, I'm working.
1: Yeah. here. He's listening to the Cubs game. That was the reaction in the Cubs game, right? <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Okay. So, uh, but Julian is here because Andrew is taking his first vacation uh, back home in who knows when to
1: Buffalo, right? Yeah. Yeah, he had to wear a name tag when he got off the plane so his family would recognize him. It's been so long. It's a, Hi, my name is Andrew B. <laughs> now I'm the the producer of the afternoon show, but he's still hanging out with us on weekends.
0: And, and this has been a busy day for you, Julian, right? You were here earlier today? That's putting it lightly. <laughs> okay.
1: He got a nap in, though, for all of us. So. I was
0: up at 6.30 this morning. Wow!
1: And you did Came the Hogberg show. Yep and then you took a nap a good long he took an hour for each one of us this okay afternoon. yes
0: all right and then he drove all the way back to the radio station and i'm still dead tired
1: well you know
0: a- and tomorrow are you in with dean tomorrow morning no no i am or, sleeping in tomorrow because oh, okay. he does
1: afternoon shows
0: okay so you're hanging out with steve dale or uh no i'll be hanging out with rick Cogan. Oh, oh all right
1: okay evening all show right. sounds good well we do have a lot that we're going to cover tonight
0: and we need to check in with the newsroom too uh Ron Brown is in the newsroom. Hey, Ron. Hey, Ron. Oh, hi, guys. How are you doing tonight?
1: Good, good, good.
0: Yeah, you got that... Uh, Ron and I share this this love of, uh, of rockabilly music, and I found a rare clip. It was the Everly Brothers. I don't yes. know what show they were on, but they were backed up by the crickets.
1: As in Buddy Holly's crickets. Buddy Holly's
0: crickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't and they, get any better than that. And they did a wonderful version, a, a wonderful live version of Kathy's Clown. Yeah.
1: You know, we need to get the the son and and the daughter of the everly brothers because aren't they doing uh, some publicity for a documentary oh, about their dad right, i forgot about that yeah and the yes. son looks so much like his dad it's yeah. spooky
4: oh that'll be great
1: yeah we'll we'll do that some saturday night for sure
4: And Steve, I've got to uh, tell you about a good rockabilly band that's in the Chicago area called uh, Al Simon and the Saturn Kings. Mm. It's uh, unadorned and they play like deep rockabilly cuts. I think you might appreciate them if they're in in the area soon. I'm not familiar with them.
1: I like the name. Yeah,
4: yeah, very good singer. They they don't just pretend. It's not like pretend yeah. rockabilly. Yeah. It's they 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 live it. They're they're really really good.
1: We we say they're not doing a Shama version. Yeah, of right. rockabilly. Yeah, that's exactly
4: know. what I'm trying yeah. to say. From
1: the heart. Yeah, Got it. cool. Well, okay. If we keep talking,
4: <laughs> that's a,
0: we keep talking. We'll we'll run out of five hours worth of <laughs> words. Say,
1: well, what happened? Yeah. Uh, seriously, we have so much to cover tonight. You would not believe it. And we're going to talk about you guys if you don't stick around. So, um, Jim who's listening in Winfield, Illinois, if you dare to leave the show, I will talk about you tonight. <laughs> and Dean is listening from Indianapolis. You too, you will be on the list. So you guys, and you can text us throughout the show or call us at
0: 312 981 7200 More coming up. Stay with us at WGN. Well, boys and girls, once again it's time for us to take a look. Baby,
1: won't you find- <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, were, you were
1: busy looking for your script, I know. I know.
0: Uh, at those who inhabit the big end small. screens, and find out just how big they are small. they really are, and here with all the pertinent poop and more, it's Gino, Gino Gino, the, the show showbiz machino. machino. Don't you love working with a smooth show, Gino? <laughs> That's why I belong with you. I did it
5: perfectly. Oh, how are you tonight, Gino? I'm doing great. Good. It was good. a beautiful day. I know it's not going to be so tomorrow, but you know what? Today is today, right? Yes, that's true. Let me write, write that, that down. down. Today, today is today. Today, today is today. <laughs>
0: and <laughs> and by the way, for anybody who doesn't know, we should mention Gino is the entertainment reporter for Fox Six in Milwaukee and the Dish Network, and uh, he's nice enough to join us and and Dish.
1: And Gino, you've been with us how many years? It's it's decades now, right?
5: Yes, no, it's a long, long time. Well, now which is it? Is it yes Yes or is it no? (laughs) It is yes, I've been with you a long, long time. Yes. Starting at Pumpkin Fest. Oh, my gosh.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh, how
0: many years ago was that? And that was out at Gilbert's Pumpkin Farm.
1: Yes. Right. Wow. Right. And that's back in the day before there was the internet, and people would walk up and say, "Oh my God, that's you! You look like that." But now with the internet, everybody knows. And I
0: will never forget the the person that came up to Johnny and said, "You don't sound blonde." (laughs) And then there there was the one that came that that came up to me and said, "I always pictured you as bald with a mustache." (laughs) And my question Steve, was... I what? not did... that same thing. Oh, no. People would
5: say, oh, you sound bald to me. What? How do I sound bald? Yeah, thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I never knew if I should take it as a compliment or not, that I don't sound like I'm blonde. I'm like, really? <laughs> That's kind of backhanded, isn't it? <laughs> well, you have been busy.
5: Should we start with what you were doing today? Yes. I was doing interviews today for mm-hmm. a movie that it's produced by James L. Brooks. Oh, my uh, gosh. Why do you say old boy? Well, because he's terms He's a
1: positive terms of endear- endearment. I always yeah. think of him for that.
5: Network. Yeah. Are right? you there? Yeah, the movie's called "Are You There, God?" It's me, Margaret. Now, oh. Johnny, do you know that book? Yes, I do. I've been seeing the
1: trailers for this. I'm. I had no idea he was behind it.
5: Yes, and uh, it took a letter from this director, uh, this woman uh, who wrote. Judy Bloom, the writer, mm-hmm. and who, after 50 years, agreed to let a movie be made out, mm-hmm. out of her book. Well, and uh, it's, yeah, it's sweet. It's, you know, it's not your sappy uh, coming-of-age story, but it's really well done. Kathy Bates is in it. Um, but I want to tell you about James L. Brooks. Yeah. So, I love the show Room 222. Oh, Yes. Yeah we bonded that the first on that show he created I, yeah the first show he created before right. mary tyler moore before taxi james l brooks created room 222 and right. what wasn't so, that
0: one of the first big primetime hits for abc on tv
5: yes on friday night exactly. yes they were we, part of that power lineup and you know it was the first you saw a, a group of teachers of different races mm-hmm. and uh it, it was just, they dealt with serious issues. They dealt with comedy. So uh, several years ago, the Museum of Broadcasting in Los Angeles was doing a tribute to the show. And I love the show this much. On my own dime, I paid to go out there. Hmm. And they had a red carpet. And guess who was the only reporter? You? Yes. Really? No one else showed up. It broke my heart. Oh, my Karen gosh. Valentine was there. Denise Nicholas. And James L. Brooks was on the line, and I reminded him of this today, and he laughed and applauded, because oh. I said, you know, I I spent my own money, I flew out here, and I'm flying back tonight on the red-eye, because this show meant so much to me. And he looked at me, and he said, why? And then he started <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Wasn't Michael Constantine in that?
1: I
3: yes, think he was, yeah.
5: actually... I did an interview with Michael Constantine at his sister's house and it's on YouTube. If you look up where he talks about room two twenty two. Oh. And he he said that one one weekend Denise Nicholas went away and got married to Bill Withers. Now I'd forgotten that she was married to Bill Withers, That's the right. great singer. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And um yeah, Michael Constantine, uh, when she came back that week, started singing Ain't No Sunshine when she's gone.
3: And that
1: show it, it, is not available, I don't think.
0: I think it was syndicated
3: a for... Few a few times. Yeah, for, yeah
5: it, it's not... And I'm actually... Remember Bernie, the student with the red hair, the big yes. red afro? Yes, yes. Yes. Okay, so I've become friends with him, and he thinks the reason is It's that the prints are not great quality, and that they need to go to one of those underground bunkers where they store all the TV shows (laughs) and do a new print, and I I don't think that's going to happen.
0: Well, (laughs) quite seriously, uh, isn't that a problem with a lot of shows from the 70s, and in particular, uh, some of the ABC shows, it has to do with a different way, a different process they used, to color some of those shows and to film some of those shows. So th- th- I was reading, and I'm going to have to dig up this article. Apparently, to do a good restoration of those, you have to jump through some serious hoops.
1: And there has to yeah. be a big and demand, he, too.
0: Yeah.
5: Right, and they don't or that, that demand is in there, unfortunately. Yeah. But a- anyway, uh, he is very interested in the Milwaukee Bucks chances this year. and I said, all right, if you come to Milwaukee, I'll put you courtside but I'm going to sit next to you and ask you room 222 questions. So, <laughs> and he said, you're the last fan. You're the last one. Oh. I said, I'm proud to be that guy.
1: Oh, okay. and I'm right there with you. Because every time you've mentioned the show, I, I, Karen Valentine, I adored her on the show. Yep. Uh, it's one of those crazy sitcoms that I actually remember episodes of it. Like some people are that way with Friends and Seinfeld.
0: But, but it wasn't really, right. it, it was more than a sitcom. It, it was... Uh, exactly. Yes, it, it was. It was the
5: first real dramedy because yes. some of the episodes were very serious. Yes. And uh, they had, actually, Aretha Franklin was on an episode. I remember yes, that. Yes, yes. But uh, you know what? what? We better talk about things that people can
0: actually watch.
1: <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I, I think
0: there are, for those of you that still have DVD players, I think there are still DVD versions of some yeah. of the seasons the of Room two 222. Seasons. The first okay. two seasons.
1: Well, we got yeah. a lot of ground to cover with Gino because he's been a busy guy hanging out with the the stars, <laughs> as he often does. And so stay with us, Gino. We'll be right back. And uh, one of the things I want to talk about is the Indiana Jones movie that's coming oh, out. Oh, yeah. I yeah. just saw the
0: preview of that. Yeah. Oh, that look good.
1: Yeah. So stay with us here on WGN.
0: Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. I think there's a whole lot on right now.
1: I think that's the problem. There's just too much that's on, and it's hard to decide. In fact, if you want to shoot us a, a just a message, what are you watching that you think the whole world should be watching? And I will tell you right now. We have
0: we have three. That I think are, are must-watch TV.
1: But one, I think mm. everybody should tune in. We were talking about sitcoms. It is a brilliant sitcom, and it's on over-the-air, free TV. You yep. don't have to stream. You don't have, have to have a service of any kind. Uh, I'm telling you, Not Dead Yet
0: is so good. It's wonderful. It's on, uh, th- was it Wednesday or Thursday night? It's on Wednesday Channel night, 7.
1: Channel 7. It, it's it's just so smart. And if you read the synopsis of it, it sounds dumb. An obit writer actually is visited by the ghost of the people that she's writing about. But it's so sweet. It's not sappy. It just walks up to the that line. The
0: cast is terrific. Oh, the, my gosh. The, the uh, directing, the acting, everything is really, really good. And the other one, speaking of ghosts. Yes. Ghosts. Oh. Is a terrific show.
1: On Thursday nights. It's brilliant. And it's a British comedy. A lot of folks are familiar with the British Mm -hmm. version of it. This one is just as good, if not better, in my opinion. But we're talking about showbiz. And our buddy, Gino. Gino, the showbiz machine, is with us on the line. Entertainment reporter for Fox 6 in Milwaukee and the Dish Network. And Gino, I mentioned not dead yet, but your dear friend, Julia Sweeney, was on an episode a
5: couple of weeks ago. yes. Yes, and Julia is doing this new thing called Substack. Do you know what that is? No. Because I didn't. No. Okay. It is uh, where writers can put their material out and their fans can follow them. Oh, yes. And if they choose to sponsor, it, sponsor them, they can. And Julia puts out a video every week and talks about things like the, uh, the death of her mother, which only she could do. Um, you know, she can be serious and she can be oh, funny, yeah. and every week there's something new. Well, this is so, the woman... And who, you don't have to pay.
1: She, she wrote brilliantly about cancer. About yeah. her own cancer right. in a way that, That's you know, right. on paper, you would think, no, but she made it work in her book. Yeah, Did you happen to see the episode we're talking about? Because I texted you the ninth of that episode of Not Dead Yet was on, and she was so sweet in it, and it was so good to see her, because you know yes, she... I will
5: tell you my difficulty. What? I am doing interviews for a series almost every day, mm. and so I, I will get a thing like, there are eight episodes. You interview them next Tuesday, oh. so I have things on DVR that I've yet to get to, yeah. and it is. But I'm not complaining because I I love watching TV, and and some of the things that I've seen are really really good.
0: Well, let, let me so, throw one other at you that that is yeah uh, on our absolute must watch list, and I wonder if you've uh, taken a look at uh, the company you keep.
1: Sunday nights, I have no
0: no, I have not. It's wonderful.
1: It's it, if it was on cable TV, it would be so hot. But because it's on over-the-air TV on ABC, it's so hot. But you're screaming at the TV, make this cable because their chemistry is so good.
0: <laughs> and and uh, we're going to be ta- we're going to be talking about James Bond later. The guy who is the star in this show, the male star in this show, uh, should be the next James Bond.
1: Yes. Uh, uh. Uh. Oh, starts with a V. He's got a multi-syllable Milo name.
0: Yes. yes. Thank you. Yes.
1: All I could see was his face. I couldn't see his name. <laughs> yes. He's really, really good in this. He's he. Every time we watch the show, we're thinking he could be the next James yeah. Bond, without a doubt. But speaking of,
5: well, I and mean, we he started with Sylvester Stallone playing his son in one of the Rocky movies. Really. That's right, and then this is us. I, I, yeah. I... If that one got by you, it is well worth catching up. Oh, yeah. That was one of the best series I've
1: seen in years. Well, We had to give it up after like five episodes. I, it, it, I was so angst-ridden after I'd watch an episode of This Is Us. I was like, I can't do this. This is not my ideal <laughs> fun.
3: Because
1: I've been, I mean, I weep all the way through American Idol. I boohoo through The Voice. I know it's a good episode, right, Steve, if I cry at least five times. Oh, and, yeah. and, <laughs> I'm a mess.
0: And, you know, once our angst quota has been reached for the <laughs> that's week, it. that's it.
5: <laughs> yes. Well, well no, but, you, but Can you, I mention something? You
0: mentioned James Bond. Yes.
5: Yes. Uh, and Steve, this is up your alley because you were a collector and you held on to things, correct? Yeah. yeah. All right. So I was interviewing Sean Connery, the one and only time I interviewed Sean Connery. And I had the original James Bond doll in the box. Oh, no. From the 60s and i i said do you recognize this and he goes do you know how much this is worth <laughs> and i said no he said do you have a maca i said i do and he signed the the cover of the box Whoa. and i ran that on tv and a viewer offered me five thousand dollars What? Gift,
0: wow which
5: i didn't sell oh i did not gosh. sell. i still have it and uh i'm giving it to my nephew because they can't leave them millions, but maybe they can sell stuff that's
1: worth a lot of money. <laughs> you can leave them collectibles. I love it.
3: To see, him,
5: to see him look up and go, do you have a marker? Like, you mean a marker? <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh.
0: Well, yeah. You say there's a new Rob Lowe series you wanted to talk about.
5: There is. It's called Unstable. Yeah, And I interviewed Rob and his son, John Owen Lowe. And they co-wrote this with someone else. They created it. And his son co-stars. And it's kind of based on their family relationship. Mm -hmm. Now, John Owen, his son, has taken after Rob on Twitter. And it is some of the funniest stuff you will see. He attacks his father in not mean ways, but in very funny ways. Mm -hmm. So Rob is this unstable head of a company. And his son comes to work for him. And you know you hear okay this is Rob Lowe's son and I'm thinking oh boy but he is a good actor mm-hmm. the comedy is really funny the New York Times raved about this show and it is it is really worth checking out
1: Now that's on Netflix isn't it
5: That is correct And, and it, is it 8 or 10 episodes I believe it's eight.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Again, I've seen so many series, <laughs> I think it's eight. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, yes, in fact. But I brought up an unpleasant moment because I had interviewed Rob Lowe right before COVID for a movie with uh, Kristen Davis from Sex and the City, yeah. where he played an artist. So I handed him a blank sketch book, <laughs> and I had him draw me, and I sent it. You could put it up on your on your page. I look like Globy from uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse. And just this big round head, no ears, and a, a big smile. I sent it to Julian, your producer. Oh, my God When gosh. you see it, you'll see why I was
0: offended. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, uh, uh, Julian, have we seen that? <laughs>
5: Okay, I'm going to, w- one time a show, or I'm going to throw the flag. We don't want to frighten people. There are people driving. We don't want anyone going off the road because of Diane Cannon's laugh. Thank you, because people think that's me. My
1: laugh is not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> So it is Diane Cannon, and that was legitimately her laughing when Gino asked her a question about George Hamilton's tan. Right, Gino? Okay, so if if your dogs are now howling because of that, (laughs) if you just grab the steering wheel tightly, it's not me. Don't blame me.
5: Blame Steve and Gino. I I looped that. Did I loop that? No, that's as long as she laughed. I didn't know what to yep. do. I was concerned.
1: <laughs> I don't blame you.
5: <laughs> oh gosh! But anyway, back to yes. Rob Lowe. Yes, I showed him the picture. He said, "That first of all," he said, "Why isn't that framed?" <laughs> and then he said. Uh, that it's, it looks exactly like me. I'll leave that up to you.
1: <laughs> okay, we'll be sure to post it too. Okay, um, Rob Lowe is a good-looking guy in real life. Is he just that good-looking, or is he short and and hairy?
5: No, <laughs> oh, no, he's perfection, and he's he's not yeah. aging, and it's sickening. I yeah. have to tell you, it. <laughs> and it looks. And show me a, a statistic because uh, you remember Harry Morgan from MASH. Oh, oh sure, yeah, yeah. He was he was in. A ton of series as a regular, Dragnet, Pete yeah. and Gladys, yeah. I, and there were so many more. And I said to Rob, I said, I think you have the record of appearing on the most series. He said, I'm, I've been in a TV series since 1999, and I've never stopped. From 1999, I've been a regular on, on series, and uh, he said, I love to work. Hmm. and it, It's true.
1: Yeah, and he's pushing 60, and his son is yeah. a- equally as good looking, and I think he's in his late 20s. So, all right, we're going to come back in just a few minutes with Gino, the showbiz Machino, here on WGN.
0: We're hanging out with. Gino, the showbiz machino.
1: And if you've ever wondered what Gino looks like, just yes. go to the Steve and Johnny Facebook page and you'll see this uncanny picture of him
5: that Rob Lowe drew. Now, By the ne- way, that's Facebook.com. He's dead to me.
0: <laughs> Facebook.com slash Steve and Johnny show. And Johnny just. Posted the picture yeah. that Rob Lowe and I think it is an amazing it likeness, is. and some the, of the detail is extraordinary. The Gino.
1: only problem I have with it is um, Gino doesn't have a neck in this picture, and four <laughs> <I>,
5: ears.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, never mind.
0: Well, that's why <laughs> I said it, it's extraordinary, realistic, <laughs> or uh,
5: eyeballs, <laughs> or teeth, or <laughs> wait a minute, Steve, do you really want to be saying something like? That to an Italian? Ooh. <laughs> because what? maybe, Steve, uh, maybe you're going to be without a neck and ears. You know? <laughs> Ooh, it gets ugly. What are
4: you, what are you
0: trying to say, Juno?
5: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. right. Indiana Jones. Yes. I can't wait. Are you going to get to go to a junket for
5: it? I I am doing everything in my power. All I right.
0: So. Oh, good. I just saw the most recent trailer that they released for it it looks so good
1: he doesn't unbelievable he doesn't look weak and frail does he
0: obviously he has aged and he has said this will be his last indiana jones movie but he looks really good Hmm. and and the whole movie from what i've seen uh, just from the trailer looks and, and who is his uh, female counterpart. She's quite good, uh, at least. Uh. Phoebe
5: Waller Bridge is her name. She did a series called Fleabag. It, there's oh. another series if you haven't seen. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. She is such a talent and and just as smart and uh, behind the camera, just a great writer as well.
3: Hmm.
1: Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yeah, that's going to be a blockbuster. No doubt about it. Yep. And uh, the director.
5: And did you see there? There's some things from the past too. Yes. In the Trailer.
1: Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, I think it's going to be chock full of Easter eggs too. It's going to be one of those fun things where yes. if you've seen the other ones, you're going to go, "Oh!" But you don't have to have seen the other mm-hmm. ones to be able to appreciate the movie. He's 80 years old. I'm. I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I had no
0: idea. And and wasn't it Harrison Ford who said uh, basically, well, when I die, Indiana Jones dies. That, that there will be no no other Indiana Joneses, and I'm fine with that.
1: I liked. Yes. I did. Well, they, the young Indiana Jones, though, had potential with yeah. uh, River I Phoenix. Agree. I, I agree. thought that was quite it had potential. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but
5: it, I, I will tell you, they they are using a lot of that de aging. Mm-hmm. Uh, Technology mm-hmm. and from what I've seen, it, he looks. It doesn't look like he's been deaged. It looks like it was young Harrison Ford again. Oh, well, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. impressive. Well,
1: again, back to TV shows. He's getting rave reviews for Shrinking. Uh, yeah, that. Have you watched any of that? Have you? Because I have.
5: I haven't actually. A friend of mine is one of the co creators of it. Really? He's one of the stars of Ted Lasso. His name is Brett Goldstein. And he is just on fire right now. He can do no wrong.
1: Wow. Wow. Yes. Now, that's Apple TV. I just I cannot pay for anything else. I, you know. Yeah. Okay. But,
5: Johnny, hmm. you need to do what many of my friends do. Hmm. You exhaust everything on one of your services. After that one, do the 30-day free trial, and you catch up on these shows that you really want to see. That's a good idea. Because there are too many streaming services. Yeah,
1: because you can do Disney Plus for 30 days, and then you can drop it after you've seen everything that you want to see. That's a good point. Of course, that would mean that that I wouldn't have a garden, and Steve wouldn't eat, and the clothes would never get washed. (laughs) I would just sit there in front of the TV. (laughs) Given my druthers, I would do that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, what is what is your week hold for you next week? You've got any big plans? Any hanging with any stars?
5: You know what? I'm going to look at my schedule because the, I literally did interviews every day this past week for, mm-hmm. for different shows. I actually uh, spoke to Common, who was in London oh, right now. Yeah, he has a new, a new show called Silo, also on Apple TV Plus. Sorry to tell you, yeah. but uh, is there anyone cooler than Common? Oh, what a good guy! He is a great so, actor. Yes, yes.
1: Uh, why am what I an Oscar winner? Why am I drawing a blank on the show that we loved with
0: Anson? Um, Anson Mount. Yes. Uh, uh, the. Um, oh, the, uh, oh my something god! Hell, hell on uh, wheels. Hell on wheels. Yes. yes. With about building the railroads. Oh in my the, gosh! Uh,
1: Common was fabulous in, in that. In the
0: Western United States, and it yes. was just extra. Hey, did you ever watch that, Gino? Oh.
1: I did not, no. Yeah, Common was so good
0: There's, in that. There is yours. I don't care what else you have to watch this weekend, you know. You've
3: got to Go, watch that. Dig,
0: and it was on for, what, only six seasons, I think? So yeah. so you've got, you know, a mere six seasons to watch. And you will love so I it. I did talk,
5: this past week I spoke with Ray Romano. Oh. He's written and stars in and directs a new movie. It's called Somewhere in Queens. Yes. And, uh... First thing he said, wait a second, you're Italian? I said, yeah. He said, "You're and you live in Milwaukee? Are you in the federal witness protection plan? <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's just naturally funny, and he looks really good in the trailer for that movie, too.
5: Yes, and Laurie Metcalf yeah. plays an Italian, more convincing... Than any of my Italian people. She's so good. So
1: talented. She is a a national treasure. she really is. I adore that woman. And, you know, if she would ever come back to Chicago, then I could fangirl. You know, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Because everything she does, I'm really looking forward to that movie, too. Before we let you go, Gino, when Gino is not hanging with the stars, you are quite the photographer. And you take some awesome bird pictures. Oh well, thank you. Yes. That's so nice. You caught a um, a rather rare bird, and the picture is up on your page, Gino.
5: Uh, is it your your critic page? Yes, Gino Salomon, critic. Yes. yes, I put my bird pictures up there. But it's a purple finch. Yeah, I'd never seen one in my area before, and it was such a treat. It was at my bird bath and and the feeder today, so I got a few shots. And I have to tell you, you know, during COVID. That really became my hobby, and it would get, you know, to get outside, get fresh air for an hour or two, Mm -hmm. there's nothing like it. There's really nothing like it.
1: Well, are you using your phone, or are you using fancy camera equipment? What are you doing?
5: Well, I was gifted a camera, and it's become, like, my favorite gift of all time, and it's got a zoom lens. It's not a huge, expensive camera, but I just find myself in the right place at the right time. And I don't know if you two have ever driven to Horicon Marsh. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. just uh, the the amount of birds I've seen in that area, it's just mind-blowing. It's really, really a great hobby. And like I said, I will tell you, and I'm proud to say this, at the beginning of COVID, when I hit my top weight, I'm down 43 pounds. (gasps) Good for you. Wow. And I feel great. And, I, you know, I'm doing a keto diet. I've been doing this since right before Christmas, and it's worked for me. And I, maybe not worked for everybody, mm-hmm. but I really, really feel good. And, you know, getting all that exercise, it certainly helps.
1: Well, great for you. And and again, I'm looking at the picture of your great blue heron. Uh, folks can go to your page, Gino Salomone, S-A-L-O-M-O-N-E, Critic, or a link from our page. Take you right there. You can see that purple finch and scroll and on down. And that's on Facebook. And that's on Facebook. Scroll on down. You can see some of the interviews that Gino's done. And you can see a svelte Gino. Uh, yeah, you do. You look wonderful.
5: You really do. Congratulations. You know what? We get this one time around, better take care of yourself, right?
3: Amen. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Uh, We we,
0: we should, uh, the blatant plug light has come on and said uh, we should mention that you can see Gino on Fox 6 in Milwaukee and the Dish Network.
5: And if you get to... Go ahead. You don't see me on the Dish Network, but you hear my interviews on a show called Hollywood One on One. And they pay me, so I don't care that you don't see me. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, I tell you what, if you get to do a junket on Indiana Jones, find us wherever you are. Yes. Okay? It sounds.
5: I will. All I right. Will. Always great talking Thank to
1: you. Thank you. You too. Have a good week.
0: You too. More coming up at WGN. Stay with us. If
1: you're just stumbling by here tonight, oh, lucky you, because the Empty Pockets are with us in the studio. And if you're listening to us like our listener at 571 Area Code in Colorado, thank you for tuning in where I guess it's been snowing. Uh, 219 at Munster Indiana checking in. Eric, our buddy from Bowling Green is listening tonight. Danny T from the Buckeye State and Sharon from Rensselaer, Indiana. So just a few of our folks that are tuned in. Again, you we're so lucky that you're listening tonight you got
0: here at a good time (laughs) you sure
1: did with us in the studio we have two of the empty pockets
0: josh solomon and erica brett That
1: female voice you heard was Erica. It's so
0: good to see you guys. You
1: too. I'm so happy to be here right now. Well, thank you. And also in the studio tonight, Josh's mom is with us, Joan Halligan. And we talked to you back in December on the radio, right, Joan?
6: Yes, you did. Thank you for having us. Yes,
1: thank you. And also in the studio with us tonight is Josh's brother and Joan's son, William. And in a little bit, we're going to talk about... Will's Place, one of the coolest things that we've heard about in a long, long time. But first things first.
0: You have had, <sighs> to put it mildly, what a month.
1: Oh my God, man. <laughs> good Girl. grief. So the, the calendar
7: em- flipped over. We were like, that's good. we got to move on from March. <laughs>
1: yes. So the Empty Pockets have traveled around the world performing their music, have a very, very busy schedule coming up for spring. <laughs> and what happened a couple weeks ago?
7: We... uh Share office space with actually my mother here. It's, she's here for a different reason for Will's place. But I got the text from her mom, and you texted me the trailers not here.
1: Your trailer with your equipment
7: fully packed because we it was complicated. But we had just gotten dates canceled, and our trailer is completely packed with all our stuff. It's like hard to say. Oh my it was God. gone. It was taken, it was stolen.
8: Yeah, it was a huge, huge blow, a huge loss. Jordan, what
1: did you what did you think when you
6: looked out there and it wasn't there? Did you think, oh, they parked it someplace else? No, I knew, because there was a piece of wood that was knocked over and thrown across, and I thought, something's bad. It's oh, bad. and they took the whole dang thing. I
7: know, I'm almost impressed. You know, if I wasn't so mad, I'd be more yeah. impressed. It's locked up pretty well, it would... I think it had to be at least a three-man situation,
1: at least because uh, I they mean, had to hook it up to something to she, get it out of there. She knew
7: it was gone for real, but every band member went through that denial that you're yeah. doing in your head. Which like was maybe like, maybe
1: Nate took oh, it somewhere. Please yeah.
7: please, Nate took it to go do something. You he know? went to wash it. Yes, <laughs> so, you know?
8: something, right? Oh my god!
0: The, the first thing that popped into my head, outside of the hell, was did you have your instruments inside or our guitars were in? uh the studio not the trailer okay.
7: so it, it's it's good especially because we have al stewart's guitar with us at all times so that would have been really, really something bad. to say yeah. al we lost it, your guitar
1: there would it would be hard to, to unload well i don't know how criminals think it maybe it wouldn't be hard to unload
3: guitars yeah
7: i don't know that's what's frustrating about it. it's like when you get your wallet stolen and it's like oh take the cash but give me back like yeah. little stuff yeah literally small things like Our custom in-ear molds. It's like, it's to my ear. Mm -hmm. You know, it's to Erica's ear. A lot of Erica's clothes. A lot
8: of my clothes, my keyboard, the whole drum kit, Josh's keyboard... Um, all of our sound equipment, all of our microphones, all of our, all of and speaking
7: of a local company, I went to high school in, in Skokie at Niles West High School and sure microphones yes! really came through and they yes! sent us free microphones and they discounted a, discount. a bunch of other microphones. It was so cool of them and, and so many people came through oh my gosh. and we uh, it's been a lot of unboxing, actually, which has been a little overwhelming. We have all our stuff back, not the original stuff, you have all new, new stuff. Mm-hmm. And we got discounts from Sennheiser, Sweetwater, Guitar Center, and then so many people contributed.
8: This is crazy. The, the drum kit situation improved dramatically when we got a call from Foghats drummer
7: Roger Earl. Only yeah. original member touring with Foghat right. gave us a bunch of his drums. Just to be a cool guy. And you'd
1: never met him before? No. No.
7: Isn't that something? And then they came to a show. We played Sweet Home Chicago together in New York, which I thought was a bit of a victory. (laughs) There you go.
1: (laughs) They didn't run you off the stage.
3: I just thought
7: Roger's here. He's an East Coast guy, British guy too. Uh Played Sweet Home Chicago with Foghat. In New York, gave um, us his drums. It, it's been a very strange few weeks.
3: Because
1: you had um, uh, a fan set up a, a GoFundMe page. We did. Within a couple of days of
7: this happening to you.
8: He's actually a local photographer in Chicago. His uh, his handle is Philamanjaro, and his name is Philip Solomonson.
7: But he's actually living in Spain and oh from Spain, gosh. he started to go fund me and it was funded like before we could even blink.
3: I before
0: know. we got off the road again, it was so, so exciting. So wasn't this a classic? Good news, bad news. The bad news, your stuff was stolen. Yes. The good news, oh boy, did you find out you got friends? We didn't yeah. know.
8: We honestly didn't know. I- I- I'm still shocked. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Now all this stuff
7: we have is like shiny. <laughs> you know, it's like, I knew. we didn't. We're the empty pockets. We didn't have shiny stuff. It's like a before. really
1: weird Christmas. <laughs> Yeah. That's too funny, too, because you're in the empty pockets because you've been struggling musicians forever. Yeah. And it's like they walk out with everything is brand new and, and fancy. And, and we have a philosophy about gear
8: that goes with our band ethos, which is like, be better than your gear. Play crappy
7: gear. Steve, I know Steve you know? knows this feeling of like, don't walk into a jam session with $5,000 worth of gear and be a $50 player. Yep. You know what I mean? It's yep. so embarrassing. It's cringy. Yep. So we... Part of it is be good, and the other part is like just you know ease up on the fancy gear. Yeah,
8: (laughs) so we've replaced the bare minimum stuff, and we're ready to rock again. And it's 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 been a
0: it's like deep breath, very
8: interesting roller coaster.
0: (sighs) I have to have the obvious question: some songs going to come out of this?
7: Yes, (laughs) I think so. So I've been writing a lot about a lot of different things, and I do think some songs will come out of this situation in general, which is good. Another positive, an excellent spin. That's right. yeah. Is
0: there any chance that your stuff could come back to you? I mean, I would assume police have descriptions, and
7: yeah, and so do Guitar Center. Did a really cool thing; they put it on their national because they buy used gear. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, our Korg SV1, which is Erica's keyboard. Um, which they don't sell anymore, so now we have a Corg Sv2. The Corg Sv1's like not for sale very many places online and, oh. and so we did give serial numbers and we gave lists good. so it would be interesting if some gear popped up
0: did you check with our friends at Guitar Works in Evanston to make sure they have all this
7: information too we definitely will email our friends yeah. at Guitar okay. Works that's a great idea that's a
1: good idea. Yeah. yeah, we're talking with uh, Josh and Erica from Empty Pockets and you can go to TheEmptyPockets.com and click on their tour since people are listening to us from all around the country they're going to be in Minnesota in Rockford in Fort Wayne Indiana Ann Arbor uh, they're going to be back in Chicago at the City Winery in late May, but there's a show coming up next week on the 18th of April that's really, really close to your heart. So now we're going to turn it over to mom, Joan, here. And thank you for coming in tonight, Joan, because last time we talked, it was on the phone. You are, along with your sister, The whole driving force behind this new project that's going to happen in Skokie and it's Will's Place. And we have Will with us in studio tonight. Let's start with the story, Will's story. Will is your son. How old is Will?
6: William will be 22 years old at the end of May.
1: Okay. You adopted William in Vietnam?
6: I adopted him. He was six months old.
1: Six months old. Mm-hmm. Yay, Will.
6: Right? <laughs> <laughs> and at that time, you
1: were there. You're going to bring him back to the States. Did someone tell you that there might be something with Will that you that you might learn once he was in the States? Or how, how did it happen that you found out that Will was going to have some challenges?
6: A doctor did tell me at the Visa interview that there was some issues, um, and I um, was already had him. I wanted him. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, when we came home, um, when William was about one years old, he had surgery and he had a um, seizure. And the doctor from Children's Memorial told us that he had had some damage uh, due to a stroke at birth. So he'd had a stroke at birth. Yeah, so it it caused he he probably um, suffered a stroke because of severe malnutrition. Oh
7: my gosh! When Will and I met, my mom and I went to Vietnam alone, actually, for the first time. And at the time, there were strange adoption rules, which where you had to go and then meet the baby and leave for six weeks. It was so bizarre, and then return. And so she and I went. Uh, just the two of us the first time, and I, I stayed in high school the, the second time when you went and got him, but even as a 16 year old, like he was small. Like yeah. we were holding him as a, a six month old. Like we we knew, but we, you were Mom, determined.
6: Yeah. I fell in love. <laughs> and Will's
1: getting a charge out of his story as we're telling his story. Now, Will does not talk. He does not. Does no. not talk. Uh, but Will is completely aware of everything's yeah. going on, and yeah. he loves his empty pockets, right, Will? And then, yeah, thumbs up on that. <laughs> Number one fan, I think. He is. So you decided, looking at the statistics, and your sister works at the Skokie Library, yes. right? Yeah. So you guys decided that uh, if you look at the facts, 50 Fifteen percent of our population has some form of challenge, some form of disability, mental or physical, correct? Correct. But when it comes to being employed, it's a stunning number of people who never have the opportunity.
6: Eighty-two percent. 82% is 82%. A, and that you know that's a figure you could argue a little bit but not much you yeah. know one way or the other
7: it's not disputed at yeah 80% at least 82% right. is the figure we keep reading and what's crazy about it is we have not we it's not that we have a terrible disability system it's that even if somebody has the resources to live their life if there's it's about meaningful employment right. doing right. something uh and i know that my brother will like he loves
6: he loves working
7: on a project he
6: loves to cook he's always loved to cook so that was what kind of motivated us so that's when you and your sister
1: decided well okay there could be this place in skokie called will's place yes and not only would will have a chance to work every day and to do something that he thoroughly enjoys but how many people do you hope to employ there? we
6: hope to employ 15 to 30 young adults so we, we just we just started our interviewing process but that's got to be hard. It's hard because you want to say yes. You, 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 you all can have a job, right? <laughs> it's hard, but on the other hand, um, Bridges, uh, a district two hundred and nineteen, which is I live in Lincolnwood, so it's it's um, two hundred and nineteen district. Been working with us, and students are so excited yeah. and so so can't wait. And we also hope to use it at night, you know, to, to have social and um, events. It's also difficult for young adults with disabilities to have any social life. You know, the so
7: resources, is they drop off the end of a cliff at At 22 22, basically is the issue
1: so when you see young people in their 20s and 30s working at jewel for example i have a couple of friends that i've got jewel does a nice job
7: so does target does a nice job and and
1: they are so happy to be needed Mm -hmm. and to be able to get feedback from customers because you know you, you need that human contact
7: right yeah and i think we just need a few more Op- opportunities I think Target does a good job I think Jewel does a good job but mm-hmm. for somebody like Will who's nonverbal some those jobs are really tough yeah but some kids like everyone uh, young adults you've interviewed, right? They said I want to be in the kitchen.
3: Yeah. So far, and, and
6: we're working, really, yeah, they do want to work in the kitchen. And we're working with a, uh, a young chef that they run Drumlin Supper Club, and he is designing our menu and going to work in the in the kitchen. And Michael Pfeiffer, and uh, it's just amazing that that you know we were decide he's. It's his kitchen we're designing a beautiful commercial kitchen that has space it's a larger kitchen than most, but it has space mm-hmm. for everyone to work kind and of stretch out yeah, and, yeah. yeah let
0: me hold you on the interview process for a second. if there's anyone listening to us right now that has someone that might they might want to present to you, how do they do that
6: they would um they can contact us at uh, will's place Skokie at gmail
3: okay
0: good,
1: good
6: yeah. now. You already have the
1: location in downtown Skokie. Yes. As you say, you're already working on the kitchen. Yes. You have a target
6: date to open? We hope to open at the end of May. It just depends on... um Permits, you know everything yeah. that between you know the hood
7: just got installed. It's in. The so the, some huge things have happened. They've raised a lot of money,
1: and the city of Skokie's been really good. We should give them uh, mm-hmm. a, a pat on the back too because they they've embraced this whole idea. Yeah, they have, yes.
3: They
0: and have I believe it. the location is going to be not too far from the Skokie Theater.
6: Yeah, seventy nine twenty seven on Skokie on Lincoln Avenue. So it's right across, the, across street. the street. Okay, right, yes. right, right and, next to your, right next
0: to my favorite uh, comic, the
6: comic shop. Books. Yeah, the
0: oh, comic book shop. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, great yes. location. It'll be a
7: great to go shopping for a comic and grab a sandwich. It's going to be perfect. There you go.
6: Now, are you going to do breakfast and lunch? Yes, Is that the goal? We, Yes, we are. We'll have breakfast and lunch. We're partnering with Dark Matters Coffee. And um, so we'll have a special Will's Place brand of uh, blend of coffee that you can buy there. And we'll have a... Um, would you call that a cold brew?
7: You can have yeah. a cold brew and pastries. Yeah,
6: <laughs> and yeah. So we'll be open in the morning, and, and we'll close every day at three.
7: She was I asking because we were talking about the difference between iced coffee and cold. <laughs> coffee. <I see. laughs> and,
6: and you're going to do this seven days a week, or S- no? We'll be open at, at the beginning. We'll, we'll be open five days a week. Good.
1: Yes. I don't want you to jump in too no. far and then
6: have to pull back and no. go. You know, this is a little overwhelming. Yeah.
1: yeah. Wow. And uh, you'll have people working. The tables, or will we we'll step s- up
6: to the counter? Well, purchase- the, the, they won't be. Servers, They'll be sit down like you're, you know, coming into like a, a Panera or something like okay. that. And you sit In down. Order. And uh, we have somebody. My nephew is going to run the front of the house, uh, Jeffrey. So he's going to be running the, you know, everything up front. And then uh, Michael will be running the kitchen. So And Will's face is associated with Will's place. And yes. The day will come when Will won't be able to go any
1: place without people going, that's Will from Will's place. <laughs> well, I want to point out that Will was the homecoming king.
8: At his school. At right. West. Yeah, he was yes.
1: he
7: Yeah, he's good at being famous. He's very famous. Some people aren't good at being famous, but well, Will's good at it.
1: Well the empty pockets and step in next week on the eighteenth. Yes. You guys are doing a benefit concert for Will's Place. Yes.
7: We're in Skokie, we're at Sketchbook Brewing. And it's Tuesday, that's this upcoming Tuesday, April 18th, and the Empty Pockets are playing a couple of sets, we're doing samples from the menu, Um, and then there's delicious Sketchbrook beer, and it's at 6 o'clock on Tuesday.
1: And that's 4901 Main Street in Skokie, and tickets will be... Uh, available in advance. You can buy your tickets in advance. Mm-hmm. There's $60 a ticket. But again, this is benefiting Will's Place, and you get a full night of entertainment. You get to see the empty pockets. Here are the empty pockets. You get to have a, a, a taste of the food that's going to be available at the restaurant, as well as a beverage mm-hmm. for your $60. Great.
7: Yeah, it's going to be well worth it. And uh, the construction's so well underway that... I really do think they're going to open in May. I'm very excited.
1: Yeah. Oh, golly. Very cool. Well, sit tight. We're going to come back with... uh, Or sit loose. The Empty Pockets. (laughs) Sit tight. Hang loose. And Joan and Will talking about Will's place here on WGN.
0: That is one of my favorite tracks from the Empty Pockets album, Outside Spectrum.
1: Which is now available on vinyl, right? What color vinyl? It's lovely. It's it's translucent purple.
7: Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> we love them.
1: And people can get your CD. Are you going to have any vinyl with you at uh, the, the Will's Place We won't racer? have it yet
7: at Will's Place, but we'll have it in May. And we actually have a special poster at Will's Place. Uh, that will only be available at that gig as well, and we'll have some of our CDs. But yeah, lots going on in our world yeah. right now. I got that new vinyl. Got Will's Place fundraiser coming up. Yeah, got our gear back. You've been working on another album. <laughs> got another yeah. album, and you're still up.
1: riding high with Outside Spectrum. <laughs> Uh, making waves everywhere I mean I love it when we look at the charts From last year and you go what You mean you're above Eric Clapton And Bonnie Raitt And the charts That's pretty cool
7: Yeah we refused to get over it It was the number one album in, uh, So Mavis August if you're listening
1: you know, We've been joking call. on
7: stage All over the country we say We, we got this number one album and the audience always applauds So it's kind of like I'm just making them applaud And then, <laughs> and then we say We have We've not heard from Eric Clapton at all. No texts. <laughs> like no where's, emails. Where's yeah.
1: Bonnie? Yeah. Where's Mavis? Wow. <laughs> you're Mavis Staples, you're right. Gosh, the empty pockets. And again, you guys, you got go to <laughs> <Yes. laughs> go see them. And again and again. Yes. You've got to go see them. And please, try to make it out to the event on Tuesday night to benefit Will's Place Skokie. Um, I just answered a text from a listener who said, well, well how do I find it? information? Wills Place Skokie is a good place to go. Right, Joan? Good yep. place. Good details there. You can buy your tickets in advance, but I'm assuming you could still get tickets at the door. Absolutely. On so if you're coming Come from work, out. stop by 6 o'clock on Tuesday night, the 18th. The Sketchbook Brewing Company in Skokie, 4901 Main Street, Tickets are 60 bucks. It's to benefit Will's Place. You can also make a donation while you're there.
0: And you donations can, are tax deductible. That's
1: right. And as far as the ticket price is concerned, talk to your accountant about that. Because while you're there, you're going to get a taste of the foods that will be available at Will's Place, as well as a cold beverage and music by the Empty Pockets.
0: Wow. And we will be posting uh, links to all, all of this, of this. Yes. on our Facebook page, on our blog, and all the ships at sea.
1: Yep. You guys are the best. We're going to take a break. We'll come right back with the Empty Pockets here on WGN.
0: You've joined us on a really, really good night. Uh, Not that we're so wonderful, but the people we have in the studio with us are, in fact, very wonderful. (laughs) <laughs> you guys are so wonderful!
7: Oh,
1: golly, um, I I love that song. And, and Steve chose the song randomly because it's one of our favorites, no matter what they say. And I think Josh, you were saying this is actually a great theme song for Will's place, right?
7: Yeah, I think it, the theme of that song we were you were just playing is "You are who you are." At the end. You don't have to hide. You don't have to be someone else. You know, and having special needs like William who's been reacting to this whole segment with glee, which I love. Um, You know, sometimes it's easy
0: to hide and get lost. Will's smile makes me happy. (laughs) Oh, my God. You (laughs) You can't look... Yeah, I'm talking about you, Will. Your smile makes me happy. People are going to come get a coffee
7: at Will's place in the morning, and Will's going to serve them a coffee, and I just think... He's just laughing right now. He's tickled now. <laughs> He's going to spill some coffee for a little while. He's got to you know,
5: figure it out.
8: Mom said it right. You know, like somebody <laughs> with disabilities that's younger is going to come in and see the future for themselves yes. and be much more positive yeah. about their outlook, you know, and
1: their, yeah. and what can happen for them. Boy, I got goosebumps. You're absolutely right. We used to have a, a, a young lady that called us. She delivered newspapers. Mm. Yes. Peaches was her name. <laughs> and she would call us at three o'clock in the morning. Yep. And, um and we were worried because Peaches had all kinds of challenges but she said, "I can drive don't worry about me she'd get really intense and and
0: remember it was a major deal when she moved out on her own and she, and she supported herself by delivering newspapers, newspapers. incredible wow. awesome. yeah
1: yeah and we felt it was important to share her story so people would realize that yeah. you know that there is a person behind that newspaper that's on your doorstep, or that cup of coffee that's going to be handed mm-hmm. to you, and
7: yeah, or that worker at Jewel and yeah. at Target, like we said, yep. like those are great places. Yep. And, and Will's place is going to be a piece of that. There are some of these cafes. In the rest of the country There's there, there's a couple other ones Not in every city There is no mm. version of this In Chicago yet But I hope there are more Yeah, You know And I think what's cool About William Particularly Is that there is no hiding From some special needs Maybe you like What, what would you call it Like you wouldn't notice it Maybe you pass Like Will can't talk yeah. You're going to notice yeah. yeah. You know But he still has got this smile And he still <laughs> loves to cook And he loves food And he loves service
1: Well Joan Tell us a little bit About the food um, So you're going to be Breakfast and lunch primarily sandwiches are going to be making
6: yes it's it's primarily sandwiches it's a, i think there's an italian one there's a, a, a focaccia bread one um mm-hmm. there's a um, the turkey sandwich is so good turkey mm-hmm.
3: focaccia we've been
7: experimenting yeah. it's Ugh. this she referenced michael Pfeiffer who with his wife sarah runs um drumlin supper club and He's designing the menu, and nice. we've been to a couple of Drummond Supper Club events, and he's, he's a, an
8: incredible chef. He's a great yeah. chef,
7: and that's a cool piece of this too. I think, and and I, Mom, you were saying you're going to do um, like rotating sandwiches named after heroes, yeah, sort of each uh, month.
6: Yeah, more, more heroes in the community.
7: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, nice. actual so people, I not would... like superheroes. Like yeah. like uh, Will has a, a great um, Special Olympics coach. Yeah. That I, I, I told
6: him today his the first sandwich had to be after <laughs> Mr. D. De Felice, because he has run the Special Olympics hmm. all, for all the years that Will's <laughs> gone, and it, he's amazing. So,
0: Will you do me a favor? When you get your first menus ready, yes. will you send us a copy? We'll put them up on our uh, Facebook sure, page. and you. just
1: Thank that, you. That's great. Oh. Again, you can see the Empty Pockets on Tuesday night in the fundraiser for Will's Place, and that's going to be at the Sketchbook Brewing Company in Skokie. And we'll keep you guys updated on the opening for Will's Place, which, fingers crossed, will be the end of May, probably close to like Memorial Day weekend. Right. Williams,
6: like William's 22nd birthday is May 29th. Oh, boy. <laughs> great. I answered
1: a listener earlier that said, Are the Empty Pockets touring with Al Stewart? Now, you've got some concerts coming up that you're not with him, but you are actually in Chicago. On the twenty fourth of May at the City Winery with Al Stewart, we, we have are. just
8: announced a lot of dates all over the country. But yes, we are we are with Al Stewart, and we are also hanging out just the empty pockets.
1: That's great, Al Stewart. And yes, that's the guy that did your and he does your the cat, doesn't he? Josh the Stewart. year yep. of
5: the cat,
3: yeah. <laughs>
7: <laughs> on, on tour with Al Stewart all day long, our bass player Nate and I do the do an Al Stewart voice. <laughs> and if you don't know who Al Stewart is, I'll do a perfect impression right now. Stephen Johnny, wonderful. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> it's the year of the cat, and I'm actually doing a perfect <laughs> Al Stewart. The biggest flaw of my life is that Al Stewart's not way more famous. I could be on SNL.
1: <laughs> he is very famous, though. He's part of the soundtrack to my life. We so. love, we love yes. him. We
7: love touring with him. And well, we're... you tell
1: him too. We'd love to have him on the radio to do our oh, yeah. show coming are, are up. We can be back sing. in Chicago the week before. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get my tickets.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah, I love the city Literally, after uh, tonight, our next uh, three weeks' worth of shows are going to be from Florida, but then we'll be back here in time to come and see you guys at the uh, city winery. I
1: love the sight lines there. I love the acoustics there. I love the people there. We have
0: a favorite table. Yes, we do. That we like to sit. It's It's up high. You're looking back. It's like on the second level, and it's the first Looking right. I know all exactly you guys, where that is. That's
7: yep. <laughs> our that's our venue home in Chicago. That's nice. That's, uh, yes. It's your favorite, Mom. It's your favorite uh, place to come nice. see us. Yeah. yeah. But
1: you guys also do a Christmas show at our other favorite place, which is Space in Evanston. Yep, yeah. Those awesome are our two
7: place. our two favorites here yeah. in Chicago. Yeah.
1: Well, you guys are our favorite. So thank you for coming <laughs> by again tonight. Very thank mutual, you. y'all. Thank you.
7: Thank you for Gosh. supporting Will's place. We really yes. really appreciate it. it means And a lot again, to us.
0: we'll have links up on our pages yeah. for for all the ships at sea.
1: Joan, use us. Okay? Thank you. Send Thank us you. stuff. We'll announce it on our Saturday night show. We'll put it on our pages, as Steve said. We'll get people to come out there. I wish we were here on Tuesday to come out to the show. But we'll certainly be there for lunch. We'll come by for coffee. Will You'll will be, be, be looking well. for you. You'll be seeing but well when e- you come over your coffee.
0: Even though we're not going to be here for Tuesday, we're buying tickets.
7: <laughs> yes, <laughs> so we so are. Sweet. Absolutely. Thank,
1: Thank you guys so much. Thank you
7: for
0: having us. We love you guys. Yeah, we're going to be talking cars for a while. Yeah. With uh, one of our favorite human beings on the planet Who is nice enough to come on down and hang out in the studio with us the He only, is the, the publisher only,
1: The only time we've seen this guy in here has been on New Year's Eve Yeah Yeah
0: So it, it's the first time we've seen him without streamers And,
1: uh, <laughs> and beads and, and funny hats And all the
0: other accoutrements uh, That would be Tom Appel He is the publisher of Consumer Guide Automotive Hey Tom Hey, thanks for having hey me
1: Hey there Thanks
0: for being had. So Love wh- the view
1: what, yeah, it's easy to just sit up here and forget you're on the radio. Huh? Yeah. I'm like, whoa, look at that, the Ferris wheel. a
4: perk of being here. That's incredible.
1: Except for the man directly
4: across from here. Again? Yeah. I've been this watch- is a regular feature, been, I think, of my visits.
1: I've been watching him get ready for bed. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, I'll look the other way, sir. But I think he wants me to look over there. Because when I look at Steve, there he is in his room. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, stop that <laughs> right now. <laughs> What did you drive down here in?
4: I drove down in the 2023 Lexus IS 500 F Performance. Oh, it's a mouthful. That's a lot of name.
1: What's is it F or S? Uh F. F is in
4: Frank. F is in Frank. The the IS is the small sedan that they still sell. Okay. And the F is a performance version and then the 500 is the V8. Does
1: the F stand for fast?
4: I don't know. It <laughs> Furious? To, it's uh, you know what? It's F sport performance. I'm sorry, I forgot oh the sport. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. someday we'll get back to cool names for cars instead of. They, uh, there are some that are pretty cool, right?
4: Cadillac is going back to names, yeah, Good. which is nice.
1: Uh, Lexus is not. So is this Lexus um, Comfy for a tall guy? No, not not
4: particularly. It's, <laughs> <laughs> the BMW 3 Series and the Lexus IS are yes. both performance sedans. Right, they're compact and they have very small doors. They're not
1: manuals, are they?
4: not anymore the lexus isn't no but if you're over 510 it's hard to get in there and if you're over like 250 pounds and i'm way over that yeah it's a little hard to get in and out so the roof line
1: smacks you as you get in and out low
4: roof line very small door opening from hinge to to lock really yeah and it's just a a bit of a squeeze for big guys but once i'm in i'm glad i'm in nice
1: car (laughs) nice but you can
0: never get out (laughs) again
3: (laughs)
1: <laughs> so what have you been driving recently that you went oh it's hard to give this one up
4: um i just drove a car i don't think about much and it doesn't sell especially well in the u.s the volvo s60 which is sort of a large compact sedan and this is the the um it sounds uh, like an oxymoron
1: like jumbo shrimp it is a, but large it's a little bit bigger
4: than a compact car Okay. But it's not really functionally big enough to be considered midsize. It's almost there, it's almost like an accord, but not quite. Okay. But I drove the recharge version, which is the plug in hybrid. Oh. I really like this car. Huh. Uh, the plug in hybrid thing is interesting. A lot of people think that's where Americans should go before we go electric. Yes. So I'm one plug of those. So you get twenty six miles of electric range, and then the gas engine kicks in. Or if you hit the gas really hard, they both work in tandem and you get an awful lot of power.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you have any problem charging it at home?
4: Um, I kept driving into the office where we have a level two charger, oh, so I was okay. using that okay. to charge. And uh, no, no problem at all.
1: Because that was one of our concerns, was getting our garage rewired mm-hmm. if we were going to go electric, plug in electric. and uh, That just seems too complicated and expensive. And
4: If you have a new construction like built in the last 34 yeah. years. And if you have 200 amp service, which is fairly modern, yeah. you can install a battery charger, car- I'm sorry, an EV charger right. relatively easy. Well, But otherwise, you've got money you've got to come up with.
1: Absolutely. And in, in our case, we could plug in the Christmas lights outside, but if we open the garage door, it threw the fuse. Yeah. So we knew we had to do something <laughs> if we're going to do plug-in. And I called two electricians, and one didn't even want the job. Oh. One wasn't even interested, and I thought, there's good money to be made there if we go that route. I wanted to get a ballpark figure right. of what it would cost before we found the car of our dreams. And finally, we just decided, now this is we're not ready for it yet. Our our house was built in 1960, yeah. and it's not ready for it.
4: No, it may not be. And the charger itself can be as little as $500. Yes. It's getting that 40-amp that service to your garage where you want to charge. Right. That's where all the money is.
0: Right. Well, Ed, you know, we've talked to you about our recent car purchase, but I wonder if you would agree, because when we were looking around, everything was on the table, electric, hybrid, whatever. But the more that we looked, the more I kind of came to the conclusion, and we haven't really talked about this, but yeah, we may go electric at some point in the future, but now just isn't the time, I think, is it good technology? Yeah. Has it been developed as much as it needs to be? Not even close. That's my opinion.
4: What's we could be. There are three battery technologies on the horizon mm-hmm. that may or may not change things in- dramatically Mm -hmm. so we're waiting to see those otherwise electric cars are going to be kind of the same for a while but if we see these improved battery technologies Mm -hmm. could drive down the price a little bit and could improve the range a lot yeah so that could change everything uh one of the things that's not going to change is how fast we charge at home because there's just limits to how much energy you can get out of a house so when you hear these numbers about how fast a car can charge doesn't matter if it's in your garage because it is never going to charge that fast
1: it also is dependent upon the weather isn't it Like if you're in Chicago and it's the dead of winter.
4: Yeah, there's a couple of things going on there. And it depends where you park your car. So if you have a heated garage, you're in a really good position. Yeah. Because you're charging it in a heated garage, so your battery's going to be at full capacity and you can charge it relatively quickly Mm -hmm. to its level. But if you park it outside... Mm-hmm. then you're charging a battery that's cold and it's not going to accept a charge as quickly. And you're driving it in the cold, which is going to hurt the mileage too, yeah. no matter what, regardless yeah. of where you charge it. But I, I thought we were going to hear more about this this winter, right? With there, yeah. All of a sudden, there were a lot more EVs mm-hmm. out there. And I thought we were going to hear more about how badly people were disappointed by their range. But I didn't hear a lot about that. And I wonder if that means that people don't need all the range they think they need.
1: Ah.
3: See, the
0: yardstick that, that we use, and, and this is certainly not everybody else's yardstick, we normally now we're flying back and forth to Florida, but there have been times, there will be times, when we want to drive from here to Florida, mm-hmm. and that's a thousand mile drive, and we don't want to be forced to stop and wait for a, a five hour charge or something like that in the middle of that trip.
1: Or the difficulty of finding a charging station in small town America. When we're off the interstate, that's what concerned me. We're driving a couple hundred miles off the interstate, and we're driving through towns where it's hard to find a gas station, much less a charging station. So, off the
4: interstate, it's it's a challenge.
0: So, using that yardstick, how far away do you think we are from the thousand mile EV?
4: I think a good distance away. I think one of the drivers for that is going to have to be real demand for that and whether people are going to be willing to pay for that. Mm-hmm. One of the problems right now with batteries, and lithium-ion batteries are pretty good. That's mm-hmm. what's in most EVs. They hold a pretty good charge, and they're, re- they're not affordable yet, but they're reasonably affordable, mm-hmm. and they're reasonably light. But the problem is the more range you get out of a lithium-ion battery, the bigger it has to be, the heavier it is, and you run into this self defeating thing where your range is improving a little bit less and less because the battery's getting heavier and heavier. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. unlike a gas tank, a battery doesn't get lighter as it empties. Yeah. So it's that
1: interesting. A-
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so
4: most of the batteries we're seeing now in new EVs are about eighty kilowatt hours. That's that's the average, and we're seeing range from. Two hundred and forty, like three hundred miles. That seems to be the most common. Yeah, three hundred seems to be about the top that I've yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah, and there's some yeah. there's some that'll break three hundred. Mm-hmm. Lucid, which is the luxury sedan, has mm-hmm. a f- four hundred something range, very high range. Mm-hmm. A couple of uh, Teslas are really impressive too. But for the most part, an EV you can buy now affordably. 275 280 miles is sort of the top end mm-hmm.
1: and back to car names can i just say lucid is truly a cool name for a car
4: yeah. it's a good name it's a beautiful car yes they're it also is. in deep 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 financial straits we'll really? see if they really? make it oh. yeah it's a shame
1: well on that cheery note <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: we'll,
1: we'll take a quick break and pay some bills and come right back here on wgn
0: that's our friends the Cashbox kings from beat? oscars motel
1: Space in Evanston on Sunday. Yes. Yeah.
0: And Go were, see them.
1: They were in the studio with us last week. Yeah. And that was really fun. And there's a picture of us with Oscar yeah. and Joe, two of the members of the Cashbox Kings. Well, Tom
0: Appel is with us. And uh, Tom is the publisher of Consumer Guide Automotive. By the way, I'm going to pause for a second. Uh-huh. And uh, turn on the, not just the blatant plug, but the public service light. Yes. <clears throat> I'm repeating a public service message that we mentioned at the top of the show tonight. If you are driving around right now. Yes. Listening to us in your car. A, put down your damn cell phone. <laughs> B, check to see if your lights are on as we were coming in tonight there were how many did we call it half about a dozen seven? yeah
1: at least six that we saw coming at us and we were behind two that i said are there no tail lights on that car phantom vehicles it's scary especially when it's dusky you know it's not dark yeah. and it's not light and and everybody else has got their lights on i
4: followed a car on the way here no lights And
0: did we send you a copy of the article? This was in the Panama City News-Herald. It's about the number of drivers who are driving and, theoretically, don't realize that their lights are not on because... They see their dashboard lit, their courtesy lights are on, and they don't realize that they need to kind of double check and make sure that all of your lights are on.
1: There was an investigation done. I guess they just went out on the streets like we did and observed the number of people that didn't have their lights on. And they said more and more vehicles on the road with their headlights or taillights are off. They've documented numerous cases of this, all different day parts, as auto manufacturers have developed high-tech gauge clusters and infotainment systems. Systems. They've set the dashboard lights to stay on day or night. Before the dashboards were digital, analog gauges were illuminated only when the headlights were on. So, But again, I go back to what I said earlier tonight. We, the operators of the vehicle, are supposed to be smarter than the vehicle. You know, <laughs> the equipment that, that we're using. You, if you're driving with your headlights off, that's just stupid.
4: Also, most cars you buy now have a little headlight indicator. Yes. So mm-hmm. you, need to, you need to just remember to watch for that. I think we get used to things, too, because automatic headlights are commonly standard now. Yes. And the light, you know, we just went through a really weird, another time time change. Mm-hmm. And I think people just aren't paying attention to it. Also, lights are on a little bit later. You're out driving. Yeah. You don't think about it. But, yeah, it's a problem. Also, wouldn't you agree that every
0: time you, A, either take your car to a car, car wash, wash, or B, have someone valet park your car check your light settings because i don't know how many times we've come back to our car and for whatever reason they've mm-hmm. turned the lights off car
1: washes in particular uh you they'll know, and nothing wrong with that they just don't want anything like headlights and windshield wipers going when mm-hmm. you go through it's up to you the yeah. operator to to take care of that but they're called phantom cars
4: Phantom cars. As
1: if she, well, that
4: makes them sound cooler than, I know, than they are. Exactly what I thought. Dangerous. Yeah. We should
1: just call them stupid dangerous cars instead of phantom yeah, cars. No, phantom
4: sounds too cool.
1: Uh, you mentioned the Lucid a few minutes ago, and I yeah. had to find the article that mentioned the Lucid. The Lucid is one of ten automakers that are including broadcast AM radio.
4: I didn't know Lucid still yeah. had AM radio. Mm-hmm. Lucid, Key. had it at all. I'm
1: sorry. Jaguar, Hyundai, Honda, Mitsubishi, Nissan, Stellantis.
4: That's yeah. Fiat Chrysler. That, that's,
1: okay. That's a cool name. Subaru and Toyota still maintained access to broadcast AM radio. Um,
0: uh, was Hyundai on that list? Hyundai. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, Uh, 20 companies, uh, eight of them have removed broadcast AM radio from their electric vehicles, and that includes your Mazda, Polestar, Rivian, Tesla, Volkswagen, and Volvo.
0: Ford seems hell-bent on getting rid of broadcast AM radio. Mercedes
4: and Audi and the Volkswagen group, yeah, they've given up, too.
1: And didn't you have a story about Mustang,
4: uh, Ford Mustang? For some reason, the next-gen Ford Mustang will not have AM radio.
1: And Senator Edward Markey out of Massachusetts just released his reaction to that, and I I thought this was pretty interesting. He said that the companies that have eliminated AM broadcast radio are undermining the Federal Emergency Management Agency system for delivering critical public safety information to the
0: public. And obviously, we have a horse in this race, but... He's right. In emergency situations, you need your local AM radio source. When all the digital stuff, when the satellites and everything else go down, your AM radio will give you local emergency information.
1: I think the best example of that was the Boston bombing. Yes. You remember the marathon, Boston Marathon, the bombing? They shut down all cell service because they were concerned that a cell phone could activate an explosive. Right. Without cell service, people had to go to their old-fashioned radios to get information about the fact that their neighborhood was under lockdown. No one was to leave their houses. That police were all over the place looking for these people that they thought had set the bombs. Uh, you couldn't pick up your cell phone and stream anything. You couldn't call anyone. I mean...
4: So this is why we have emergency wind-up AM radios.
3: (laughs)
1: Yes. right. Seriously. Even solar radios. So you can always keep them charged if your batteries die on you. But you're right, Steve. And and who is
0: that? Senator Markey?
1: Markey. Edward Markey. Let's see
0: if we can get him on.
1: Yeah. I think it would be a great idea. I just think it's falling on deaf ears because more and more manufacturers are saying, oh, well, you know, we cost. What does it cost? Five dollars for a chip?
4: It it isn't the cost of the AM radio. It It is the cost of preventing the electric motor in an EV from interfering.
9: With is the that AM. Right?
4: Radio. Yeah, see, like you would think wipers or power windows or something yeah. would do that, but yeah. those are all 12 volt system. and there's not a lot of voltage, and it, even if they interrupt, you only use them temporarily. But an electric motor is, is usually powered by a 400 or 800 volt battery. It's a huge amount of energy, oh, I see. and they need to be shielded. And we might remember that back in the 50s and 60s, we used to buy resistor spark plugs mm-hmm. so that they wouldn't interfere with the AM radio. Yep. It's the same kind of thing, and the shielding costs some money. And the problem is that in Europe, they don't use AM radio.
3: That's right.
4: They're all FM radio, so they're not really worried about it anyway. So if you ever owned a European vehicle, especially like a Volvo from 10 years ago, the AM radio reception stinks because they don't care. Mm-hmm.
0: And wasn't so, it just within the past year that I think England in particular said, that's it, no that's more it, AM yeah. radio broadcasts?
4: Yeah, yeah it's, it's largely gone, and it's, or it's used for special purpose. But the way the markets work there, they're close together. They can get away with FM. Mm-hmm. So they do.
1: Oh, boy. Again, I'm depressed. As you said, Steve, we have a horse in this race. Yeah, but, but, but,
0: but beyond the, that, yeah. I, I always want to have an AM radio. Yeah. available to me in an emergency situation. And that
1: includes like an old-fashioned transistor in your home. Oh, So yeah. in the event that your computer is no longer working, because as my very best friend in Santa Rosa, California said, when wildfires were all around her, the only way she could find out what was going on was to go to her garage and get the radio she grew up listening to the Cubs on, and then she could find out what was happening out of San Francisco.
4: Someone pointed out, and I think it was a response to one of your Facebook pages or posts, that local traffic, if if there's construction or something, there is a frequency that broadcasts. Oh yeah,
3: uh, th- th- that's news quite too. common.
4: And I forgot yeah. what that frequency is. It's like one extreme end of the. Well, dial I think or it
0: depends other. on the the market you're in, but it's like uh, on the far end of the dial, yeah. like sixteen yeah. or seventeen something.
1: We have to take a break. Tom Appel is with us in the studio. we got some texts we're going to sneak in at uh, 981-7200, area code 312, as well as calls. If you want to snake in, here and, uh, snake in here and talk about cars with us, please do so on WGN.
0: That's Buddy Guy and Mustang Sally Buddy, who is currently in Australia oh. doing, I believe it's called his... Damn right, it's my final blues tour <laughs> in Australia. He's doing that with our friend Tom Hambridge, who uh-huh. produced Buddy's most recent Grammy Award-winning albums. We got to get Buddy when he gets back yeah. here. We got to get him back in the studio.
1: He makes me laugh because you know he can do that for the next ten years, for all I care. Yeah, because <laughs> he's just continued yeah. to make good music. <laughs>
0: So, Tom Appel is in the studio with us. Tom is the uh, publisher of Consumer Guide Automotive. Blatant plug light has gone on. Uh, people should follow you
4: and read you and uh, send you money. Where? Uh, all the stuff. The money first. Um, <laughs> consumerguide.com. And I've got big news coming soon, but the site has been completely redesigned, mm-hmm. and it should be released very soon. But the new site is much easier to use, better looking, faster. Everything about it is cool. But but if people really want to make me super happy, listen to the podcast. That's the Car mm-hmm. Stuff podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. on which you guys graciously appeared a few weeks ago. That's always fun fun to do that. That was a lot of
1: fun, yeah. And
4: and they can find the podcast at? Uh, You can go to consumerguide.com, and you can stream it right there, or just go anywhere you download podcasts. Mm -hmm. Anywhere. It's everywhere. Okay. Uh, And we were talking
0: off the air about one of the strange, there are a lot of strange, funny car stories recently, and one that uh, we have been going back and forth with, uh, with Tom Tesla workers yeah. <laughs> shared some videos of naked Tesla drivers. Now, explain this all to us, Tom. Who would drive their car naked?
4: That's a great question, but apparently people are doing it. And and apparently your Tesla's recording it. So there's, there's two really shocking things there. Yes. First, people driving Tesla's naked. And I guess you'd guess it happened once or twice, but enough that Tesla employees are able to get this video and share it and then secondly but tesla
3: says
1: the people that are anonymous who excuse me your face is also on camera yeah
4: yeah and we know about your tattoos now
1: yeah
0: (laughs) and and as you pointed out on facebook we know about your nose picking too right yeah wow so there are enough cameras in tesla that your every move is being recorded on video when you're driving a Tesla? Is that the deal? Including
1: activity outside of your vehicle.
4: Yeah, the interior camera comes as a result of of semi-autonomous driving, right? If if the autonomous system is working correctly, it knows whether or not you're paying attention. Because we're at a point now where there is no autonomous system as much as anyone wants you to believe it, and as mm-hmm. much as Tesla calls its system full self-driving, it's not. You still have to pay attention to the road, but you can take your hands off the wheel for extended periods of time. Mm-hmm. But the camera is there to make sure you're looking ahead. It actually mm-hmm. finds your eyes, makes sure you're looking ahead, and you're paying attention to the road. If it determines that you're not, the car will beep at you and force you to take control. Back. So so is that a part
0: of the system in any car? For example, the the new car that we recently got... They have a system that kind of monitors, are you paying attention? And if you're not paying attention, it'll, it'll beep and uh, jiggle the steering wheel and something. So am I being
4: videoed when, I'm, when that's happening? Or? See, the question of whether or not you're being videoed is the big question. And whether or not that's actually a camera or if it's just trying to locate your eyes and trying to make sure your hands are on the wheel. Okay. Because a lot of cars have, have the system, especially luxury cars, that determine that you're drunk or simply right. just yeah. weaving. But it assumes the worst and wants you to do something, take a break, get a cup Mm -hmm. of coffee, pull over and sleep for a while, whatever. So that system may or may not include a camera.
0: How do you, the driver, the
4: owner, find out what system you have?
1: Well, if you buy a Tesla, I think you know that you're going to have cameras all the way around you.
4: And if you have any car that has some form of autonomous driving, Ford Super Cruise, I'm sorry, General Motors Super Cruise, Ford Blue Cruise, yeah. those systems, they have interior cameras.
1: And I think if you drive naked in a Tesla, you want someone to see you.
4: Yeah, for help you're, you're, just kind attention.
1: Of, you're not running out for a gallon of milk. You are going, ooh, this is fun. Maybe someone is watching. I have a response me. to
3: that, but I'm, no, don't, I'm not don't. going to.
1: And I have, they have leather seats. Oh, my gosh. Why? Why? Speaking as a woman with leather sofas. No, it's not good. Sans clothes.
4: There's there's hygiene issues.
1: (laughs) This is true. (laughs) But apparently... They had enough video that there was a very active Tesla employee private group where they would share. Boy, don't you know they must be fun, that gang. <laughs> wow. Um, but they also found, uh, they, they saw a couple of crash videos mm-hmm. that had not been reported. And there was even a case of a child who was riding a bicycle being hit by a car, oh, no. and that was not reported. But they saw that and were able to determine who did it and
0: but, turn it over to police. But that also brings up a question that, that we were talking about with Tom off the air. With cars that have like... So many cars, if you park them now, they have this somehow from above video of how <laughs> you're parking and everything around you. It's okay. magic. If you are in an accident... Will that accident be recorded? Does it depend on the kind of system you have, the car you have? How do you
4: find that out? Probably not yet in most cars. The Tesla system, the interesting thing about all Teslas is that most of the cameras are there already for systems like full self-driving and and what they call uh, autopilot they're built into the car so they have those and they're working and then if you want to use the system you have to pay them another 12 grand or something crazy it's 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 optional and it's just free money for tesla because the equipment is there other cars like the 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 360 surround view Mm -hmm. that that you guys are talking about that's sort of fake and and composite the cameras uh, the cameras themselves are in the fenders and in the rear view the outside rear view mirrors so is that, that why
1: is, it can see you when you're in your garage? Because that's always baffled me when you look at the yeah, screen. Yeah, and, we
4: pull
0: into our garage and we're inside our garage. And, and we and can if, still I, see if our I've car. got it in reverse, it's still showing.
4: Yeah, it's stuff. crazy how it does that. But that's that's sort of cobbled together from different views. Yeah, but there is no camera up and above you. And, <laughs> but you, you think you it sure? is, and, and like yes. I'm a guy that drives through drive-throughs all the time. Uh-huh. I'm always super impressed by how it just looks like there's there's like some sort of yes. drone on top of me. Yeah, so my, well, my guardian angel drone.
1: <laughs> I did actually get out and look around. I'm like, okay, where are you getting this information?
0: <laughs> a very controversial thing that I stumbled onto online this week. Apparently, Lincoln has announced that, contrary to what had been reported, there will, in fact, be a 2024 Lincoln Nautilus.
4: Yeah, they kind of dropped that on us, yep.
0: And it will not be produced, as they have been, uh, in in this continent, it's going to be built in China, so that's a whole new
4: wrinkle. And and what is the why is Lincoln Ford doing this? Uh, that that particular factory where they build the Nautilus and where they build the uh, the Ford um, Edge, mm-hmm. no, not Edge, yes, the Ford Edge. That that particular factory is destined to do other things soon. Mm-hmm. So I think Lincoln just wants a car in that space. Ford probably doesn't need it as much because it's got a lot more product in the showroom. Mm-hmm. So bringing it in from china makes sense lincoln builds cars there and one of the crazy things about cars built in china by american companies they tend to be of higher quality than the ones built here what yeah it's, it's a crazy thing but but uh, cadillac imported a few ct6s for a little while those are just the plug-in hybrids but the uh the buick um i'm forgetting the name now but there's a, a compact buick that is imported from china Uh uh-huh um and it's just something they need and they wanted it to be a little bit bigger than the other compact cars that gm builds in the u.s so they import that one from china um beautiful car and it works just fine there's not a lot of stuff coming in from china yet it doesn't work too well the tariffs are high yeah Uh, a couple of volvos and um, there's a
0: lot there's a lot of anti-china feeling Uh, they're they're, right i mean the, the group i was looking in was a very pro-Lincoln group with people saying, no, I will not be, buy a Chinese-produced Lincoln vehicle.
4: Yeah, there are people doing that, and I don't know that you make much of a political statement, especially by a car sold by an American brand, because mm-hmm. the American brand owns the company in China anyway. Right. So hmm.
1: We're going to take a quick break and come back with Tom Appel here on WGN.
4: Steve <laughs> King and Johnny
0: Putnam at WGN Radio. And okay, I have to issue an apology because... I I probably caused several people to get some tickets because that's one of those songs that anytime you play it, I I don't know how this happens, but anytime you play Pink Cadillac by Bruce Springsteen and you're driving, it automatically increases the numbers on your speedometer. (laughs) I don't know how that happens, but there is some correlation there. It's a digital thing. I don't understand the technology. And we've had
1: police officers tell us they won't buy that. They know the song, and they don't buy that.
4: Well, I tried.
1: <laughs> a listener from 847 Area Code said that their Crossfire was built in Belgium.
4: The Crossfire was a version of the Mercedes-Benz <laughs> SLK. It was a little sports car. That was an interesting car. It was an interesting car. and what, for I about two years? It didn't last long. Uh, they're probably quite collectible now. But I don't remember where that was developed. Uh, Belgium might make sense. It would have been contract produced. They mm-hmm. hmm. Not enough volume to justify... You know, one of the company's big
0: factories. Hmm. That that was one of the many times when Chrysler was scrambling to try and come up with cool stuff
4: and going for everything in the parts bin they could find. Yeah, and, and that was one of the weird cast offs of the of the Fiat, I'm sorry, the uh, Daimler Chrysler era. Yeah. Very weird. Uh let's jump to some phone calls. Sure.
0: Uh nine eight one seventy two hundred, area code three one two and we jump to uh Jim. Jane. Hi Jim, where are you calling from?
2: Oh, I'm from Chicago. I'm so glad the band is all back together on Saturday <laughs> night. Well, thank,
1: you. thank you, Jim.
4: What can we yeah. do for you?
2: Hey, Tom, Jim Smith here, one of your Facebook friends.
4: Well, how are you, sir?
10: I'm doing fine. Listen, I my wife was going down the street with me the other day, and we're looking around, and she says, look at all these cars. They're <laughs> all going to a funeral. Oh. I says, what are you talking about?
5: She says, look at these morbid. Black and gray vehicles. Everybody is driving morbid-colored cars. (laughs) And when is color ever coming back outside of uh, a niche car like, you know, a Kia Soul or a Camaro or a, Mm -hmm. you know, Hellcat?
4: Well, (laughs) Jim, there's an interesting story here, and you probably know it better than most, because you used to sell cars, if I recall right.
10: Yeah, yeah, back in uh, when...
4: (laughs)
5: Yeah. So <laughs> so the
4: one of the things about that is that dealers increasingly order product that they can turn quickly. So one of the nice things for dealers about white, black, and gray is that people don't really love it. They don't respond poorly to it. Right. So it's really good inventory product. If you want a car that's a particular color, you have to order it, and Americans really aren't that patient. However, because of what's happened with the supply chain shortage and the shortage of microchips, is that people are increasingly ordering cars because dealers don't carry inventory or as much inventory. So we might start to see color. Mm-hmm. As long as you're going to place an order, you might mm-hmm. as well pick a color you really want.
1: And i'm going to back you up on this jim because i looked up the list of the colors trending in 2023 for cars number one is black number two is white number three is silver number four is gray so uh, that reinforces exactly uh, what you said that is so sad <laughs> it is really sad i mean where's orange and lime green and- the,
4: the funny thing about this too is that manufacturers come up with these really crazy names for for silver yes. you know like atomic silver yes. metallic and they are like it's It's oh. not that interesting,
1: and there was a time when we were seeing more blue cars because I'm a yeah. blue mm-hmm. fan, and I thought, oh, more blue cars, but then they became gray, <laughs> you know
0: yeah, but but I wanna whoops, pardon me, something keeps happening with my headphones, oh. okay, uh but I want to underscore something you were talking about uh ordering cars. Mm-hmm. I have seen more people online in the past year than ever talking about oh i just heard from uh, my dealer i've ordered my car it's being made and i should get it in uh, three months from now or something i don't recall a time before that i ever said that i don't know if this has to do with with chip shortages or whatever but it's like every automotive group i look at i see these kind
4: of posts yeah. And that's that's relatively new. When I sold cars, if, if you took an order for a car as opposed to selling off the lot, you were in trouble. Like you were supposed mm-hmm. to sell product that was in inventory. Mm-hmm. So the whole sales process was sort of designed to make sure that you did not order a car.
3: Hmm.
4: And, and one of the things about orders too, if a customer, you may put hundred bucks down, 500 bucks down, yeah. you can walk away from that deal. So it's not even a lockdown deal. For a but, dealership.
1: But, but I've also noticed with two, uh, I, I think Ford is one, Lincoln is another, where people are have purchased cars in 22. They haven't received their cars yet. Yeah. When they get them, they'll be getting 22s.
4: Yeah. Which is, is it's bad for resale value, right? Because your car is one year older. Right. Yeah. But your warranty doesn't kick in until the day you get it. So that's okay. Oh, okay. okay. And with, with car prices the way they are and resale value so high, it's not the worst thing in the world a few years ago that would have been terrible you would have lost a year of resale value right. and it would have mattered
3: hmm.
0: well
1: there's always so much to talk about with tom
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so so much left undone
1: yes but we wasted time talking about naked tesla owners who that was not yeah.
0: wasted time <laughs> Thank you, Tom. (laughs) And and you will have pictures on the Consumer Guide blog. Uh, Uh, Yeah, (laughs) we've got all the Tesla (laughs) pics.
1: That'll drive traffic for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do follow Tom and check out his podcast too, because they're wonderful podcasts. And
4: uh, follow you on Twitter at oh, I'm Car Guy Tom. Car underscore guy underscore Tom on Twitter and website consumerguide.com. Okay. okay.
1: Thank you Tom. And uh, yeah.
4: also check out the podcast which
0: as they say in the business drops every every Tuesday morning super early. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Come by any Tom. Well, thank you. Thank you so much.
0: More coming up. Stay with us at WGN Radio. News Nation, America's fastest-growing cable news network, is now all news 24 hours, Monday through Friday. If you want your news without partisan agendas, without the shouting, and you just want the facts, tune in to see why News Nation is truly news for all America. To find News Nation on your screen, go to slash join us.
1: As we introduce you to our next guest, he is, um, well, he has a really interesting story. He is Matthew C. Hoffman, and um, Matthew works at. The Park Ridge Library, but he's also incredibly active with the Pickwick Theater. And if you're a local person, you know over the past year, there's been a lot of hand wringing about the Pickwick Theater. That,
0: oh boy, has there been.
1: Gorgeous Art Deco movie palace. What was going to happen to it? Right there in Park Ridge. It looked like in January it was closed. It was up for sale. And then the big question was, are we going to be able to see classic films at the Pickwick Theater? If it's closed, is it going to be torn down? What's happening to it? Well, some good news happened last week, and that's why Matthew Hoffman is staying up late tonight to talk with us on the radio about some of the things um, that have been going on there. And again, we're talking about the Pickwick Theater in Park Ridge, Illinois. And let's say good morning to Matthew Hoffman. Hey, Matthew.
0: Hey, Matthew
10: morning steve and johnny i just want to say thank you so much for having me on i mean you two are chicago radio legends so it's it's really a thrill for me to to be on your show for the first time
1: yeah it is the first time i can't believe this because how how many years have you been doing the classic films at at the pickwick theater
10: well we're on our ninth season we started actually in 2013 Mm -hmm. um I, I used to run the LaSalle Bank Theater over by Six Corners in Chicago back yeah. in the the late '90s, early 2000s. Um, but the Pickwick Theater gig that didn't come about until 2013.
3: Mm-hmm.
10: So now um, mm-hmm.
1: the the Pickwick Theater they decided that there was an audience for classic films. And was it your idea then to choose the particular films that would be aired, uh, that would be shown to the public on a a monthly basis? How did that work? Well, it started,
10: um, I was doing a classic film program. I still am for the Park Ridge Public Library. I do a Mm -hmm. spring film series, and that actually started in 2009. The library was aware of my previous affiliation with the LaSalle Bank Theater. So they asked me to do a spring film festival, which I continue to do. And it became so successful that uh, the Pickwick Theater owner, um, Pickwick Theater across the street, got wind of our success. And around 2013, early that year, he asked me if I'd like to do a monthly program. Mm -hmm. and what was so wonderful about it is that I had pretty much the freedom to pick, you know, whatever films I I wanted to show, and back in September 2013, we almost opened with the 50th anniversary of From Russia with Love, but I decided I wanted to do something a little bit more Mm family-oriented, and we went with 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, so... Mm -hmm. Ten years later, now I have the opportunity to show From Russia with Love for the 60th anniversary. (laughs) So that kind of worked out.
1: That's great. And that's going to be May. That's going to be your May classic film, May 17th, right?
10: That's going to be May 17th. We're going to be showing it at 1 o'clock and 7.30, and we're going to have a special guest that night. Uh, James Bond author Raymond Benson is going to be there. Um, James Bond fans know Raymond as uh, the the first American author of the James Bond series uh, uh, from about 1996 to 2002. Mm -hmm. He wrote six James Bond novels. He's also famous for the James Bond Bedside Companion, which Mm -hmm. he wrote. But... Many of our James Bond events, actually all but the first one, uh, Raymond was there as our guest to introduce the film. And just to have his expertise there, it's always a thrill, and we always get a lot of fans anxious to meet raymond Mm -hmm. in the lobby before the show so um it's always a lot of fun we always try and make these events you know big you know just attention you know we want to reach out and get as many young people and you know we try and make it as, as fun as possible some of the early james bond shows that we did we had actual props Mm-hmm. From the films, uh, they're in the lobby because we were working with the Ian Fleming Foundation. So like some of the model airplanes that were actually used in uh, Goldfinger and Thunderball, we had on display in the lobby. So we always try and make these events fun uh, for the community.
0: Wasn't the Bond uh, franchise one of the, if not the first successful film franchise?
10: It was, and it's the the longest running you know film franchise um you know just amazing you know 60th anniversary already for from Russia with love and you know with these early bond films that we've been showing recently Dr No last spring and from Russia with love they sort of set the the template you know that the high standards mm-hmm. that we've come to expect and you know you, you have such wonderful directors behind these films directors like Terrence Young and and you know the wonderful performances from the cast you know Sean Connery that you know, it, it just set the, the standard, you know, set, set the bar really so high, and, and these films have just reached, you know, so many generations, you know, sure. over the years, and they just keep going.
1: And they, well, hold, they um, hold up well, too. Exactly. And, exactly.
0: and you, you talk um, about all all it, the generations, I would assume that it, it skews to primarily an Older demographic, or are there much younger viewers who are interested in in the Bond franchise?
10: Well, you'd be surprised because actually, in general with the Pickwick Theater, but especially with the James Bond events, which have sort of become our signature events at the Pickwick Theater, is that there's a wide demographic. Um, that that might be surprising, but, you know, so many of these events that I do, you see young people coming, parents bringing their kids, because a lot of these parents, like me, remember watching these films on television when they were broadcast on network television, and that's how I first discovered James mm-hmm. Bond films. So to have the opportunity to actually present them the way they were meant to be seen on a big screen, I mean, it just it's really thrilling, and it just makes it so rewarding um you know, and uh, as you pointed out the uh, these films hold up you know so well because they're yeah. just so well made
1: i just had a revelation hmm. i've never seen this movie on the big screen because i was just uh, i was too young to go to a movie theater and i was like sure. a light bulb went off on my head and i said like, well, you're right
0: <laughs> I think I, I think the, the big screen I first saw it on I think was a drive-in screen and the oh, wow. the the visuals weren't that good so I'd, I'd love to see it on yeah. The- <laughs>
1: yeah hey Matthew we're going to take a quick break and then when we come back I want to find out because you've been known to dress for the particular movie that's being shown are you going to be a good guy or bad guy <laughs> when the Bond movie is shown we're talking with Matthew C. Hoffman and we're talking about the Pickwick Theater it's still alive it's it, it's going to be around TFN as they say because he's going to be continuing with his monthly classic film series and the next one will be in May and that will be James Bond the one we're talking about so stay with us here on WGN.
0: If you're a real James Bond fan, I think anytime you hear any one of those themes, the movie starts playing and the opening credits or closing credits start playing in yes. the uh, in the screen in your mind
1: Absolutely the best credits in the world yes. hands yep. down we're talking about from Russia with Love because mark your calendars if you've never seen it on the big screen you will have an opportunity to see it coming up in May at the gorgeous Pickwick Theater and with us is Matthew C. Hoffman he's the classic film series programmer at the Pickwick Theater and yes there was some time there since the first of the year when we didn't know if there was going to be a Pickwick Theater and if there was were there going to be classic films and Matthew you heard just last week week, that the new owners are committed to allowing you to show a classic film once a month. Is that correct?
10: That's correct, Johnny. Uh, There was a lot of misinformation that was out there. Um, There was a lot of uncertainty, um, but the theater itself was never uh, actually for sale. There was just going to be a new tenant uh, coming in, and apparently an arrangement was made to continue the film series, and this agreement was written into the lease. So Never. I will be able to continue my monthly program, which is, is just wonderful. And when I announced that the other night um, at the library, Classic Film Series, everyone was very relieved and, and very happy. So I look forward to working with the new tenant um continuing this program. And uh just to follow up, uh something that you brought up, Johnny, um I'm always the good guy. I always try and dress up <laughs> in character, which is a lot of fun. And that it, that's uh, you know, it's wonderful to see some of the patrons who come to the events yes. dress up as well. Especially uh, our first show of the current season was Real Bravo. So of course I could my John Wayne costume <laughs> or um sometimes it's a challenge like when you do Lawrence of Arabia but <laughs> uh it, it's always fun to do
0: that's great well one of the the questions i have and and i don't know if you have the answer to this uh are they going to be keeping the big screen or what do we know about that
10: well my understanding is that the big screen most likely will be coming down at some point um the the big screen is the mega screen that the theater installed back in 2018. Now behind the mega screen is the stage. So they're looking, uh, my understanding is that uh, they're looking to do live performance as well as showing movies. And once they take the mega screen down, there's a stage there and there's also the old screen, which Mm -hmm. we use, which is, is quite large um, in itself, but just the mega screen was a little bit bigger. So, by May 17, it could be down. But if its mega screen is still up, then it's just going to be a bonus for mm-hmm. those coming to see From Russia with Love because From Russia with Love, especially with its cinematography of it shot in Istanbul, it's just a gorgeous film to see in a theater. Whether it's you know the old screen or the mega screen, it's it's just a a film that you really need to come out to see in a, in a movie theater.
0: Well, what kind of hoops do you have to jump through to make sure you have the best quality print possible when you're showing these films?
10: Well, we have a booker who works directly with the studio, and most of, well, pretty much all the films that we show, we try and get the latest restoration. A lot of the films we show are like 4K, DCP. You know, most of the films released nowadays are all released in digital packages, so Mm -hmm. we don't work... Actual with film prints anymore. I think the last film that I presented that was actually on film, it was a 35 millimeter print of the Harold Lloyd silent film Speedy. Oh. Wow. which I presented with the Silent Film Society of Chicago, uh, which is run by Jay Warren, who's my house organist at the Pickwick Theater. He mm. always provides the pre-show music from 7 to 7.30 on the Mighty Wurlitzer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's been a number of years since we've shown anything actual on film, but... The, the what we do show is uh, gorgeous restorations, and it it's, it's really looks spectacular, especially with the, the Bond films, you know, mm-hmm. to see it um, you know, on that big screen. It, it's really a, quite an experience.
1: Well, you just answered a question. One of our Facebook posters wanted to know about the, the future of the Mighty Wooler, sir. So that the organ continues to be a part of the presentation, and that is really cool.
2: Yeah,
10: well, the organ needs some work. I mean, it goes back to 1928, you know, when yeah. the theater w- was first built. Um, so, some some keys are a little off, but it, it still <laughs> sounds great. I mean, you w- would really have to be a, a, an organ enthusiast to pick up uh, some of the, the bad notes. But <laughs> our organist is such an expert, um, such a maestro, he's able to play around, you know, uh, Overcome those uh, handicaps,
3: but mm-hmm.
10: it, it still sounds great for for an instrument that's as old as it is.
3: Yeah,
0: but
10: yeah, Jay Warren is wonderful to provide the the pre show music for us. You,
0: you know, mentioned the
10: treat, and mm-hmm.
0: you mentioned the Harold Lloyd movie. Uh, what was the biggest film get of your career? The one w- when you found out I
5: can really get this? Yeah.
10: Um. In in, ter- in terms of just with the Pickwick Theater,
3: sure. or just
10: well, that's a, a that's a good question. Um, well, one of the biggest gets that I got was uh, <laughs> getting uh, two thousand and one, a Space Odyssey, oh. getting that particular restoration of the film mm-hmm. because we had ac- actor Kier dulay as a special guest. Oh Her wow! In person. Um, that was one of the biggest stars I ever had yeah. And to actually get that particular restoration of the film That that looked spectacular And to have presented that on the mega screen That was one of the most memorable shows that, that we did
1: um, Well here's another but, question yeah, I mean, uh-huh. a, a real important question Do people have to buy tickets in advance Or can you go literally to the box office On the day of the showing to to buy your ticket?
10: They can purchase tickets on the day of at the box office. Uh, there's only been one time where we had a sellout, and that's when I showed the John Wayne film The Quiet Man oh. uh, for St. Patrick's Day.
3: Mm-hmm.
10: But uh, that was the only time where we actually hit a 1,000 people, if you count the matinee performance as well. But no, there, there shouldn't be any problem getting tickets the day of at the box office. Um, you can get tickets in advance. You could go to the Pickwick Theatre website, com, and I'll also be posting a link on my own website, which is www.parkridgeclassicfilm.com.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And are you going to be announcing a future shows coming up, or are you just going to do it like the month before, so that you know for a fact that you've got this in the can, literally? Well,
10: we do have the June film in the can, and typically we always announce the next film um During the current show, Mm -hmm. but since I'm so excited to be on your show, I thought I'd give you the inside scoop. Good. Cool. Uh, On June 14, we're going to end our current ninth season with a a summer movie. We're going to be showing uh, Jaws from 1935,
0: which is a film I've always wanted to present. Yes. Oh, my
1: gosh. We (laughs) were just talking about that over Easter dinner.
0: In in fact, maybe you can answer a trivia question.
1: Because I have a recollection, Mm -hmm. and and, and maybe someone will fill us in on this. I I saw it downtown at the Staten Lake. When I saw it on opening night, every time the shark would bite someone, the whole theater would be bathed in red light. It was, oh, wow. um, it was it was terrifying. Yeah,
10: <laughs> I don't know if we can provide the red <laughs> light, but I'm sure <laughs> the audiences will get a thrill
0: of it. So, but do you um, do you remember if, if that? Because I know there was for a time in William Castle well, with Tingler and stuff like that. There were films that would be released, and there would be some special effect yeah. that would go along with the film. And I think with Jaws, I think it was only at specific theaters, and I think it was only at the downtown theater. Yeah,
1: I'm so happy I it's, got to see it. I'm, I'm, I'm sure
10: a listener would know for sure. But yeah, that certainly sounds like a William Castle type yes. gimmick, for sure.
1: But you can dress easily for that, because you wear swim trunks in a, a, and a beach towel, yeah, right. and you're ready, right?
10: <laughs>
3: would be easy, sure. <laughs>
1: Well, Matthew. Once I
3: decide
10: to come as Bruce the shark.
1: Well, yes. <laughs> it is a pleasure to talk to you, and we're so happy that you get to continue at the Pickwick Theater. And again, coming up in May, it's going to be James Bond from Russia with Love, the 60th anniversary of it, and everybody can follow you at. You want them to go to Pickwick Theater Classic.
10: Well, uh, probably the most uh, detailed description of what I'll be doing will be at uh, parkridgeclassicfilm.com. Got it. Um, okay. Yeah, I'll have the link for advance tickets as well as uh, more of a description of, of what we're going to be showing. Awesome.
0: And, and we'll put that link on our Facebook page and our blog. And uh, you've got our contact information. Use it. We We love what you're doing.
10: Oh, that would be wonderful. I, I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Matthew. Have fun. Okay. Thank you, Steve and Johnny. Bye-bye now.
0: More coming up. Stay with us at WGN.
1: I oh, enjoyed your so good. air guitar along with oh, him.
0: <laughs> yeah, Got to play air guitar to that. It's just such oh, a strong man. groove. And we wanted to, to play that for a number of reasons. One, Mellencamp... At the Chicago Theater this weekend.
1: Yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Uh, If you were at the concert and you're still buzzed from the concert experience at the Chicago Theater, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a review at 312-981-7200.
0: And and I'm kind of curious, if you went to the Mellencamp concert, did he start the concert in the same way that he started the concert in San Francisco? Uh, And this has been slightly edited for broadcast, but uh, here's what John said when he started that concert.
3: Now, I'm going to make a short public
5: address announcement. If you're in this next section, if you're one of these that has to scream and yell and draw attention to yourself, would you go out in the hallway and do it? And some of these people paid money to hear music and they want to hear your f***ing mouth anyway.
3: Well, because
5: they have places called bars you can go to. And you can scream and yell all you want in a bar. And they even have another place where you can go sing songs and that's called church. That's
3: the end of my public service announcement.
0: So that was the uh, public service announcement that John Mellencampa gave at the beginning of his San Francisco concert. And I'm hearing rumors that he did something similar in Chicago.
1: Yes, uh, Thursday night in Chicago. Now, in print, it seems a little more serious than what we heard there. You know, the crowd thought he was kind of... Being silly, and you heard them laughing. Well, I think he's serious as oh, a heart attack. He is, no pun intended. The yeah. man's had a few. Um, he said, uh, "If you're going to yell during the quiet songs, you might as well leave." And perhaps his most affirmative warning is, or was, "This is not a concert; it's a performance." And there wasn't a whole lot of laughing.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, what the? <laughs> and I'm a Mellencamp fan, but do I think that he has turned into a curmudgeon? Hell, yes. Having said that, do I disagree with what we just heard him saying? No, No. I think he's pretty right on with that.
1: There are places you go and you know that you're going to be rude to the entertainment because everybody talks and laughs and scratches, and the entertainment just continues doing their thing, trying to get your attention. But that's not what he wanted to happen. But from what I'm reading from Thursday night, it was a little harsher than that. You know, leave now if you think you're going to yell.
0: Well, and... And I'll go back to, we've talked about this before. One of the worst concert experiences I can ever recall having was at the Chicago Theater yep. with someone that I really, really, really wanted to see and enjoy John Fogarty, Chicago Theater.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: He did a great concert, which we saw half of because of the idiots that were being overserved during the concert. And standing up and yelling and dancing, and we couldn't see much of the concert. And and a uh, fight
1: broke out a yeah. couple rows in front of us because the dad wanted people to sit down, and those people didn't want to sit down, and he was there with his little boy, and that got real ugly because then when staff came in, and we talked about it that night because we walked over from the Chicago Theater to the radio station right after the show. Mm-hmm. And we were so disappointed. We would paid good money. We were not yep. given those tickets for no. free. Um, Mellencamp is on his second 75, um, the 75 date tour mm-hmm. which is a big deal I mean it's a huge thing do you know who the the, the, the corporate sponsor is for his
0: tour mm, <laughs> I'm trying to think of who would be <laughs>
1: are you ready Turner Classic movies really yes and I don't I can't think of another I concert that they've signed on to. So what, and again, anybody who's there, you want to text us, you want to call us, 312-981-7200. Apparently, there is a lot of film footage with his voiceover before the concert starts. Hmm. So now I've got you got my attention. I am thinking, oh, yeah. okay. So now that's why it's a performance more than just a concert. Even though he did his whole songbook,
4: yeah. and even
1: had some new music that he did, and it was all—I mean, his band was real tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, unlike a listener who said they saw him out, I think it was at the Rosemont years ago, when he forgot the words to the song, and the audience had to fill in the words for him.
0: You know, it, it, I am very forgiving of artists for forgetting words to their songs, particularly. If they have a a big catalog, reality is, even if it's been a big hit for you, do you remember every single thing of a song that you wrote 30 or 40 years ago? It's entirely possible that just on any given night, it
1: could jump out of your head. Especially if it became a hit, it would be imprinted on your soul.
0: But it, it depends on the... The context of the song If it's Hound Dog If you don't remember the words to Hound Dog <laughs> do I'm it. sorry, go home I don't want to <laughs> yeah. But but if it's something like um, uh, uh, W-O-L-D or, or, or one of the Harry Chapin songs Those are pretty
1: yeah, pretty. I agree, I agree. But if you are Harry Chapin and you wrote that, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into that. I yeah, can't a lot of blood, you,
0: sweat, and tears. But the, I can't the, imagine
1: you'd ever forget it. The,
0: there could just be a night when, uh, for whatever reason, the, see, it,
1: I was more forgiving of a like a Frank Sinatra uh, it, because right. he had a large catalog and it wasn't all stuff that he wrote. I'm thinking if you wrote the song, you better not forget the song because you wrote it. I mean, you you spent. Yeah. I'm, I've never I'm, written a song, so I don't know.
0: The, the, I, I'm just more forgiving, particularly if it's a much older song.
1: Yeah. But. Well, I thought that was interesting, though. Turner Classic Movies was the or is the sponsor, and I, that's kind of refreshingly different. And um, I I don't want that to skew old because even though he's been doing this for like 50 years, uh-huh. his music still holds up today. Oh,
0: absolutely. And well, I'm sure
1: everybody at that concert was not an aging baby boomer.
0: Well, Mellencamp and more coming up. Stay with us at WGN. Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. I'm not going to name any names, but there's a particular couple that I'm aware of. That when they were first dating, that was one of their
3: uh, one of their
0: songs.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Uh, in our newsroom tonight. Is Miss Jess Rains, And the last time we worked with her, she was on the other side of the glass mm-hmm. producing our show. But I believe it
0: was a New Year's
1: Eve show. It was not? a New Year's Eve show. And tonight, she is flying
9: solo in the newsroom. Right, Jess? That's right. Here I am. Woo-hoo! I wouldn't miss it. It's nice to have the little reunion again. Yes, it is. Eh?
0: And that we're going to tie this all together. The, this reunion was made possible in spite of a John Mellencamp-related incident that you told us about, uh...
9: <laughs> it's a, it's. I mean, I got to leave you with some excitement for tonight. So <laughs> <laughs> you were supposed
1: to be here at midnight, but en route to the radio station, right? You had a
9: brush with a Mellencamp fan. I did. Uh... A gentleman and his wife were uh, celebrating at the concert, and uh, they got a little bit too excited to go home, (laughs) and they tapped my bumper. So,
1: Mm. enough that you had to stop and and take a name?
0: And it hurt so good.
9: Oh, that was so perfect. They didn't do any damage, did they? Uh, well, it was. It's dark, so oh. I don't think it's too significant. But um, you did get the just
1: in case later today in daylight. You look at it, and you go, oh.
9: Yes, uh, mostly just concerned about transportation for my son. So he tended to, you know, clip the side of my vehicle where my son's car seat is at. So, oh.
0: <laughs> well, th- from past experience, the uh, a bit of advice. We were uh, rear-ended years ago on Peterson at Western. We stopped for a stoplight, and the person behind us intended to go through the stoplight. And we got out, looked, looked at the car, didn't look like there was any damage. Long story short, we couldn't open our trunk. There was, when we took the car to the... Uh,
1: no, we couldn't open our back the, doors. Uh, the
0: back door either, because there was structural damage. The that, whole car was wasn't... Pushed evident just by looking at the car so take it to a mechanic have them put it up on a lift and make sure that you don't have any structural damage
1: Oh, no. Well, a tap can actually move the body of the car because yeah. that's what happened to us. It was a, a, a straight-on hit, so it looked mm-hmm. like absolutely nothing was wrong with our car, but it took the whole frame of our car and pushed it forward so that when yeah. we tried to open the rear doors, we went, whoa, Oops, the doors aren't, aren't open. Oh, that's because everything is moved forward. And that rubbing sound we hear, that's our tires being rubbed on our we Oh, no. But again, if they were just good enough to stop that in itself yeah. is important that they stopped and you were able to exchange information but it slowed you down as you said you're trying to say
9: can we pick up the pace i need to get to work come on very true very true but did okay, you tell yeah. them where you were going to work i did uh, they asked for my information so uh i have did you my... tell
0: them you were going to talk about them on the air
9: <laughs> <laughs> no but if they're listening on their drive home maybe they'll figure it out right <laughs> You told him you were coming to do news. Did you tell him that? Yeah, they're like, where are you headed? I was like, I'm headed into work. I was like, I work at WGN. He's like, oh, I like that station. I'm like, well, you- hopefully you better like it after you end me.
0: Well, that's good. And and you were telling us that you were out at the uh, what at the uh, the Grammys.
9: I was looking like a million bucks. Yeah, are you kidding me? I lost uh, half of my luggage uh, at O'Hare because my boyfriend decided to overpack. So he uh, was putting some of his uh, guitar gear into my suitcase and it broke there. So, what? But oh, the good no. news is there is a, a silver lining. I got to buy all these cool new outfits downtown LA. Um, and like one of my friends is like a designer out there Makes clothes and stuff So I got to support his local business And get some cute outfits So it, yeah. it all worked out <laughs> Yeah. And Jess is about a size zero So she looked
1: fabulous in all these cute outfits mm-hmm. that were Like a, a little postage stamp They look so good on her And we're all going Girl, this is a side of you we've never seen before <laughs> It was very cool I bet it was exciting Was that your first Grammys?
9: I went uh, during COVID, so my second one.
1: Oh, you did? Yeah, it was w- a good time. Was that weird though? Because I, I think some people didn't come because of COVID.
9: Um, it was different. Uh, there was a lot of pandemic restrictions, but still fun, still a good time celebrating.
1: Yeah, I guess. So, what kind of gear did he put in your suitcase that caused your suitcase to bust?
9: Um, well, he was performing at a pre Grammy event, so he just had he had to have all the goods, you know, like all of his guitar pedals, you know. Oh my gosh. Mm.
1: And you literally lost your suitcase? Is it possible that they saw what was in there and somebody took that suitcase? Um,
9: Maybe. I mean, I didn't really have anything that I really needed. Like, it's all just, everything is always irreplaceable or replaceable, so. Yeah,
1: yeah. Wow, what a great story! Though you got all these cool outfits as a result, probably outfits that you're saying, "Where can I wear those again?" Right?
9: Yeah, uh, probably never. It was a big change of pace from uh, my usual sweatpants and um, like messy ponytail bun when like Mm -hmm. Julian and ninety percent of the other people here see me. So (laughs) it's funny. Well, Well,
0: people who have the zitzen plug connected to their radio, they can see that uh, Jess is wearing her. Her fashionable ball gown as she's sitting in the newsroom, and the, well. she's we're actually wearing her
9: newswoman
1: outfit. She looks very yes. conservative, all yes. business tonight.
9: I uh, I really just need to do laundry, but I, I might need to I, Steve. I might need to borrow one of your pins to spice up my outfit. <laughs> To liven it up a little bit. Jess is is
1: going to be doing news all night long, so please be good to her.
0: And uh, we'll let her uh, work on the news for a couple seconds. Uh, We've got a bunch of things coming up. I hope you will stay with us. You can uh, call us or text us, 312-981-7200. Oh, we should mention that starting next week and for uh, at least about three weeks after that, we are going to take you guys on the road. We're heading back down to Panama City Beach, Florida, and we will be broadcasting from the panhandle of Florida. Had a good time there last time doing that. And uh, we've got some special guests, uh, some some names you're familiar with, and some new people that we will introduce you to. Mm And that's all going to start uh, next week. But right now, we will take a break. This is our last hour of our full show. And this is right. going
1: to be the norm through the summer until hockey comes back again in the fall.
0: Like it or not, you're stuck with five <laughs> hours of us.
1: And boy, what an emotional hockey week last
0: week. Oh, boy.
1: Oh, my gosh. i <sighs> I knew all about Jonathan Taves. I understood sure. that he was a, a fabulous player, but I didn't know people would get as emotional as they did about his leaving. I maybe it's because it came as a big surprise, but the fact that he was a, that fans were allowed to go out on the ice and mm-hmm. actually paint on the Did you see those pictures? of yeah. messages that they painted on the ice? Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever seen that before. I thought that was did really... Did you see Barry Butler? Yes. Well, he's and the biggest fan. And did you see the,
0: the, the really nice post that Andy Mazur did?
1: Yes. Oh, and then the... <laughs> Kevin Powell was talking about mm-hmm. him, even Gabe Salgado, who's off tonight because of a death in his family. Uh, he had a wonderful post. He says back in the days pre-COVID that he was covering mm-hmm. the Blackhawks. He said, you never ask this guy a question that he wasn't polite and he answered the questions. Yep. Even if it was after a bad game, he wasn't grunting and spitting and angry to be there. He was just always a pleasant human being to be mm-hmm. around. And I thought, well, dang, now I'm really bummed that he's gone
0: one well, the nice and, guys and who knows obviously we don't know what the specifics were but i thought it was really interesting that even when the blackhawks said okay this is it they said we got to celebrate this guy
1: yeah and they said we're leaving the door open too yeah. for something in the future uh, n- not on the ice but something in the future well speaking of sports I know you're going. Speaking what?
0: of sports,
1: what you're going the sports route? Uh, we've got a lot to sneak in this hour. Coming up this hour, we're going. to
0: Wait, was that a an age thing I just did? Yeah, I wonder how many people would remember. Speaking of sports, <laughs> do, do you remember? No. <laughs> okay. Used to be a syndicated thing on ABC Radio.
1: Was it Howard Cosell? Yes. Okay.
0: That was his daily five-minute Howard Garcelle speaking of sports.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing at <laughs> the way you look when you you speak of sports like that. Mm. But speaking of sports, and I know, again, you're saying, what? You've gone what? from hockey to baseball. What do you think of when you, you hear oh. the, the name oh, Steve Bartman? What do you think of? I'll tell you what I think of when I hear the name Steve Barton.
0: Because we really were at that game.
1: We were at that game when Bartman became a household name. When I hear his name, I I find myself saying, thank God. That period is gone. The man can live his life. Mm-hmm. I mean, he went through a terrible period after the Cubs game. We saw it. We were sitting across. We literally saw it when Bartman leaned over there and got
0: the ball. In fact, that night, we had to call the station because we couldn't get out of Wrigley Field fast enough to make it down to the station we had to call and tell our producer you may have to vamp because we're getting out here because it was just chaos
1: dave kaplan was on the air and he was happy to stay on the air because there was so much anger at this guy and it got worse because the cubs did not win the series and so they did not go on to win the world series and the marlins did So here we are all these years later, and his name is back in the news. Why? Because the Marlins have announced when the Cubs come to town at the end of April, they're going to have a Steve Bartman weekend. And I find it so hard to believe that they would even go there but oh they think it's funny they've got they've got the posters already made celebrating the 2003 NLCS victory Bart, and, uh, Bartman appreciation weekend
0: and not just because it's a Chicago team versus another team i think this is absolutely low class it is unnecessary and uh, really low class
1: And as a lot of people have said, yeah, great. The guy's life was just about ruined. In fact, it was ruined for a period of time Mm -hmm. until he was actually given a Super Bowl ring. And they said, you know, the hatchet is buried. There's no more of this nonsense. We hate Bartman. And so now they've, they've decided that this is really funny, that this is cool, and I just don't, I cannot wrap my mind around who thought this was a good idea. There's a part of me that says, oh, so what you're saying is, if it hadn't been for him, you wouldn't have won the World Series. Is that what you're saying? Yeah,
0: that, that's been it seems for like me. an awful
1: lot like that.
0: Yep.
1: But I just can't even imagine what he's going through when he's thinking, no, no, no.
0: Yeah, he just wants to live his life.
1: And again, the Cubs, I thought, did a really... Noble thing when they said, "Here, come be a part of
3: mm-hmm.
1: our, our celebration. We're going to give you a ring. We're going to prove to the the public that no hard feelings. Mm-hmm. We've moved on from that." And then remember, the ball was purchased, and then it was blown up, and the, yeah. the the remnants of it are over in Harry Carey's restaurant, and that was a big deal because that was kind of cathartic for people. Let's blow up the ball mm-hmm. and get rid of that. And now the Marlins come along and say, "Oh, the Cubs are coming to town. So we're going to make it Bartman Weekend." I hope no Cub fans go to that game.
0: Yeah, they...
1: or the series of it's a whole weekend. Oh, what are they going to do? Or they...
0: we're as we mentioned, we're heading down to Florida. We'll be doing the, our next uh, few shows. Uh, we're taking you on the road with us. But as far as I'm concerned, when we're in Florida, the only team I'm going to pay attention to is the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, they, they after uh, what was it? They they won thirteen and finally lost, lost. their yeah. first game.
1: Yeah, uh, some of the the um, Twitter reactions to the Mar- on the Marlins page is just tacky, classless. Yep. Um, maybe they should appreciate him by giving him a portion of the ticket sales. Wouldn't that be nice? Mm-hmm. Never seen so many people mad at something that is 100 percent their fault? I'm not sure what that means. Uh, again, these are just responses. so you're admitting he, you'd have lost without his interference. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Marlins? Clearly, that's what's happening, or you'd be honor- or you'd be honoring that team. Quite the flex, and then a bunch of laughing emoticons. Yeah. Well, if you hadn't heard about it, it's legit. It really is.
0: And there is, we're going to take a break, but then there's another baseball thing. Yes. That we want to jump into. And uh, you can text us or give us a call, 312-981-7200 on WGN.
1: Oh, my gosh. We're talking about the Bartman Appreciation Weekend at the Marlins game coming up in late April. just
0: then the the other baseball well, story just that,
1: a, a couple of, okay. of of comments on this uh, even as a cubs fan i encourage all marlins to uh, all marlins fans to celebrate and enjoy everything about that victory and what truly was an epic seven game series but mm-hmm. this is not the way to do it yep. all in capital letters yep. uh, this is just disgusting. leave the guy alone and how about this one i think he has a legal leg to stand on i would sue them are using oh, his interesting, name. interesting.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
1: And, uh, oh, a couple of other people suggested that maybe it would be wise of him to, but maybe he doesn't want the publicity. I, and th- 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 that's to, my guess. Yeah, he just wants it to go away.
0: And they would probably get into something saying,
1: oh, why didn't he copyright his name? If he doesn't have his name copyrighted, then we can use it. A 269 area code said, it's Florida, the home of bullies. Yeah. Sadly.
0: And and sadly, and we love our little yellow house in Florida. There are many
1: times when I'd like to pick it up and move it Yeah. to Indiana.
0: Yeah. And we have some dear friends in Florida, but boy, there's a lot of crazy down there. Uh, So, another baseball story. Yes. And and this was one that had us both scratching our heads. As we're watching the games, we're we're, uh, diehard Sox fans watching the games, and... Lots of rule changes, and the game has been speeded up. Boy, has it ever. So, because the game has been speeded up, and people aren't going to be spending as much time in the stands drinking beer and buying (laughs) beer, let's make the beer sales okay into the eighth Eighth inning, inning rather than the Seventh inning.
1: Now, if you sold beer, you'd probably say, thank you, because this is really, really cut into my sales.
0: But if you go back to the original intent of the seventh inning rule, which was to give those who have been imbibing enough time to get some of that imbibing out of their system and drive home safely, if you used the logic that was the reason for the initial seventh inning rule then wouldn't a shorter game say you should move the beer sales end back to the sixth inning no no boo no and and believe me i i appreciate yeah. the the vendors problems i mean they're not the bad the vendors the Benders
3: <laughs> yeah, you drink Th- those too who much. go on a <laughs> bender
0: yeah. the the vendors are not the problem it's the idiots that are trying to. But, Get as much money out of the shortest period of time possible in a baseball park. And because of that, they're saying, oh, well, we shorten it up, so we got to let them drink longer. And who cares and if they're
1: drunk when they drive home? Not every team's going to do that. No. Uh, we've not heard that that's going to happen in Chicago.
0: Hopefully it um, won't.
1: Arizona Diamondbacks said, yes, they're going to extend it into the eighth. Uh, Texas Rangers, uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee said that they're going to extend it uh, into the eighth inning. Uh, but, you know, let me take you back to something I said a minute ago. It's all about um, addressing the fact that the vendors are, are hurt by the pitch clock. I don't know that anybody talked about the impact on them when the whole pitch clock thing was unveiled. It, and, and it's it not must, just
0: the pitch clock, it's a lot of other things. Well, yeah, but are, the game is
1: just faster. Yeah. Um, I have to laugh because. One of the things that happened to us during the pandemic was we watched a lot of baseball.
0: Oh, boy, did we.
1: More than I've watched in my entire life. We watched in one season.
0: And one of the positive things that came out of the pandemic is I finally was able to move Johnny over into being a Sox fan.
1: I never really was a huge Northside fan, even though I was raised on the Mm Northside. I just, you know, I, I never took advantage of the fact that I could walk to Wrigley. I just didn't do it. And yet, when I was watching during the pandemic, I quickly became a diehard Sox fan. Quickly.
0: And a lot of it had to do with uh, Jason and Steve. Yes, yes. They, they may be one of the best television broadcast teams in Absolutely. sports.
1: Yes. And they've been really, uh, I think... Uh, good about helping us understand these new rules in baseball because there are a lot of them sometimes things happen and i look at you and i go whoa 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 what just happened Mm -hmm. well and then they'll come on and explain to us that this is a new rule and that this is why the the, this happened and i'm trying to think of an example that happened last week but it's too complicated for me Mm -hmm. to go into but anyway the pitch clock was something that they have completely explained to us but This whole idea of beer sales being stretched out into the eighth inning, I just have to shake my head and say, you know.
0: And you know, somewhere in the future is a lawsuit waiting to happen from someone who is involved Mm. in an accident involving a drunk driver who was served into the eighth inning. That will have somewhere lawyers right now. Well, you know what? You, you might
1: that. be onto something because bars can be held responsible yep. if they don't cut you off when you are, in their opinion, intoxicated and you leave that place and you end up in an accident. Mm-hmm. Yes, you could be held responsible. And that, that's a huge responsibility put on bartenders and sure. bar owners and restaurants, et cetera, et cetera. So you might be onto Trust something. Trust me,
0: there. that's going to happen.
1: Huh. But then what. Uh, why? Let me tie this in with the Mellencamp concert and the experience that we had when we said it was one of the worst experiences ever was at the Chicago Theater because they didn't cut off alcohol sales. Right. So people were drinking, a, a, and they were carrying little cardboard cartons with multiple drinks back to their chairs.
0: And the sad thing, again, for those of you who didn't hear the original conversation years ago, the sad thing was that the... Ushers at the Chicago Theater were doing nothing to stop the jerks who were causing problems. In in fact, they started yelling at this poor guy who brought his son to a concert and wasn't doing anything other than trying to see. And the jerks who were drinking started getting abrasive to him and the ushers yelled at the guy with his son that was so stupid so if you leave a
1: concert where you've been allowed to drink all the way up until the time that the light house lights come on and the concert is over with and you you have an accident say with the local newswoman who's Mm -hmm. on
0: her way to work yeah uh, oh just grabbing something out of the sky
1: would uh, i have to ask would there be some responsibility
0: and i would think there's a lawyer listening to us right now who would say yep you got a case You have to prove that case, but is there the basis for a case? I would think so.
1: Interesting. Okay, we're up against the clock. We are going to take a break. We'll come right back here on WGN.
0: Taylor Swift, and I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan, uh, and at the beginning of the news, uh, (laughs) Jess had a real interesting Taylor Swift story. You got our
1: attention with this one. Now, uh, Uber drivers are doing what?
9: Uber drivers are striking and protesting um on reportedly you know one of the biggest nights where they would be making the most money mm-hmm. get taking a lot of you know customers to and from big events uh tonight happened to be that Taylor Swift was playing in Tampa so uh they were protesting outside uh wanting more money so striking against the company saying Uber oh. is Taking taking too much of their pay
1: is this something like on New Year's Eve when the price goes up in Chicago because
0: yeah, do they, do they know, raise could, their prices for for like a Taylor Swift concert event or something? And
9: yeah, they're so like Uber drivers get like a portion of that, and then the the rest of it goes goes to the company as a whole. So uh,
1: oh oh, I just read another problem they're having is because of the crowd they're burning gas waiting for their people oh, sure. to come out and so they're saying they should be compensated for now they got my attention yeah because you know that's reasonable that there's a, if you've ever gone to a concert of that magnitude mm-hmm. you're going to sit in the parking lot and they're also stuck sitting in the parking lot burning gas waiting for their customer to come out to the car i kind of understand that
0: and and i don't know that it will ever happen but i I would love to see a Taylor Swift concert. Did you see, just the video that was posted from one of the opening nights of Taylor's concert? And I'm not giving anything away, but I'm giving something away if you're going to a Taylor Swift concert. Apparently, there is this one point in the concert where she goes out on this ramp. Mm -hmm. And the ramp suddenly looks like a big pool. And she dives from the stage down into the pool and then swims the length of the ramp underwater.
1: No, she does not. No, that's a double.
0: No, that's Taylor.
3: She can't be doing that.
0: I'm sure it's, even though it takes about 45 seconds for her to be underwater, I'm sure it's all Taylor. She's
1: good, but she's not supernatural.
0: But she's Taylor.
1: Well, how do you come out of bed and still have fabulous hair? Because she's Taylor. <laughs> and Jess, you're going to the concert, right?
9: I am. I am a huge Swifty. You know, we should all go to the concert together. I think and, that would be wait, amazing.
1: We talked about your Grammy outfit. Maybe that's your place to wear your outfit. Yes. To the, oh, yeah. Because you have to have a cool outfit that, that ties in with one of her eras. And, uh,
9: you know... Yeah.
0: So what night is the Taylor Swift concert?
9: Uh, she, I think she's doing two or three nights here. Yes.
0: And, and when is it?
9: Um, June, early June. <laughs> I think June 2nd and 3rd, I want to say.
0: Okay. Oh. You have to promise us, when you go to the concert, will you either come in or call and give us a review of the concert after the concert?
1: Yeah, of course. But now, have you already thought about your outfit? Because that's a requirement now. I, I've got the People magazine story in front of me where uh, it is required that your com your your concert outfit jives with one of her periods over the past, you know, whether it was her cowboy boot era or the time when she was wearing ostrich feathers or when she went kind of... I'd go of, for the cowboy boots. When she went kind of, you've got cowboy boots, Jess, you could do that.
9: With rhinestones and sparkles. <laughs> I do. I do have some uh, pretty uh, sparkly shoes. I'm actually going to go see maybe a what, Thursday night or oh,
1: so. Oh, good, girl. You are do-
9: getting around.
1: Uh, don't go the folklore period with, with Taylor because that, that looks like Little House on the Prairie. And, you know, that for the younger girls that are going, if you don't want your kid to go in hot pants and sequins, go for the folklore era. Get them in a, a prairie dress. And tell I them, vote for the boots. And, and you, wear the cowboy boots with that.
9: So, I will be fangirling with all of the 13 year olds <laughs> with their mom there. <laughs> all right. So my, my goal is that I just need to get my son like super into Taylor Swift oh, he and will. then. He, he will,
1: yeah, because you know if you're playing Taylor Swift around the house, it's going to, it's just going to rub off on him. And a lot of boys do go to the concert. Sure, they don't dress for one of the the, the albums. Well, some of them do. It's represented. <laughs> But the moms are supposed to dress. That's what People Magazine is saying. If you're taking a bunch of girls to the concert, mom, get your act together. Get something in hot pink. Get something with sequins. Get some cowboy boots. you got to go the whole way. Or, as I understand it, any kind of large watch clock because of the whole time thing. That theme. Oh yeah. You you were. Are you taking notes now, Jess? You got. You got to be cool at this concert.
9: I'm. I'm I'm always uh, taking notes of how to be cool (laughs) because (laughs) I'm. I'm pretty cheesy, so. (laughs)
1: No, I think you're going to have a great time, and I'm excited for you. I would like to go to the concert, but um, I don't deal well with big crowds anymore.
0: Yeah, it, it's, I
1: kind of have a little panic attack, and
0: that's a huge. It, it's going to be a while before we wind up in a. I think the last big concerts we went to were what? McCartney, Clapton. Oh, uh, we've gone to some since
1: then. We kind of go to the smaller venues, like we've said, yeah, city winery, some and,
0: of the some of what we call the listing room, rooms. like up in in Evanston. Have you ever been to Space in Evanston, Jess? You would like that.
9: I haven't, but it sounds cool. It I always, is. I've yeah. like I do hit up a lot of those like smaller listening room venues, like out in the suburbs too. And the
1: nice thing is, um, when you can. Have contact with the person on stage. Yeah. You know when they come off stage and they're talking to you. There's mm-hmm. it's just a really nice vibe about that where they're they're also people. You know you've just been entertained for a couple of hours mm-hmm. and now they're like a really a person standing there. There are about three or four concerts that we're going to be seeing over the next few months at Space and at the yes. city, city Winery. Um, yeah, 70,000 people in one venue kind of freaks me out. Yeah, it's
0: a bit much. Yeah. By the way, I'm looking at the... Oops, they're starting oh. to they're starting to flick the lights. Okay, yes. you know what that means.
1: Oh, my gosh. We
0: need to get ready for the last caller. Now,
1: yes.
0: if you don't know, last call, get some prizes from our prize yep, list. Yep, yep. 312-981-7200 if you want to try to be the last caller on this week's show. Yep. And the only qualification is you cannot have won a prize For the past, uh, what is it, uh, two months?
1: Yes, 60 days.
0: Yeah. So as long as you haven't won a prize Mm -hmm. from WGM in the past 60 days, you're good. 981-7200-312.
1: And to make it fair, what we do is, whether it is Andrew on the other side of the glass, or like tonight, there's Julian on the other side of the glass. We take a bank of phone calls, and then we choose a number that speaks to us we have no idea who's on those phone lines mm-hmm. so we like last time i think i i chose the number so this time steve you could choose a number and then that person will in fact be our last caller and then we just chit chat for a few minutes and yeah. wrap things up and then we flick the lights and they sweep the floors and we're all done well, they're starting
0: to flick the lights now so and you win prizes we better take a break uh, we'll be back uh, last call 312
3: Clues in time. Close
0: in yeah, time. in time. And uh, I have to say, we, we were talking about this off the air. Uh, the lights really were flicking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> nicely done, Julia. That's a... <laughs>
1: I thought I was having a spell. <laughs> the,
0: the visuals that go along with this show are sometimes pretty <laughs> and amazing. Can I
1: just quickly say before we go to before you pick a number and we go to calls, you got people all worked up about being able to see Jess or see well, us. Well, yeah, with the zits
0: and plug, honey. It's the zits plug. It, it, this goes back to years ago when we used to work with Dave Baum at W I N D, and he he was the creator of the zits and plug, and he he showed us how to assemble it. So you can, you know, it doesn't matter if we're streaming video. You can, if you have your zits and plug connected.
1: I'm glad this is the end of the show because I have spelled that (laughs) stupid word three times. I'm saying, no, we don't have a zits and plug. No, you can't buy a uh, zits and plug. No, no, no. no. Because they're
0: collectible
1: okay, go on eBay and try to find one. I've spelled it for you folks. Give it a shot, all right? And if you find one, let us know.
0: Which reminds me, speaking of collectibles, we are going to be doing a series of collectible shows. Oh, and one other thing before we go to the last call. Yes? I realized we didn't mention uh, something we wanted to make a note of. Um, We want to mention that our friends at Gigi's Dolls and Sherry's Teddy Bears are going to be at the Kane County Fairgrounds uh, Doll and Doll House show this Sunday. That's from, today. Yeah. From 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's at 525 South Randall Road in St. Charles. And why are we mentioning them? Those of you who are regular listeners know that uh, it was, what, a couple months ago.
1: It was Christmas.
0: That I mentioned that my longtime friend, Pinky, mm-hmm. who has been with me since I was two years old, Pinky was not in the best of shape.
1: Pinky's stuffing was falling out. Yep. And he had no eyes. Yep. And it was sad.
0: Yep. And we took uh, caller suggestions, and we had a number of suggestions, but the lion's share were Shishi's and Sherry's dolls and teddy bears. We took Pinky there. He spent a couple days in their hospital.
1: Roxanna took amazing. Roxana was
0: wonderful.
1: Amazing care of this treasured, He's a bear. Okay. Dog bear.
0: And and I'm going to post some pictures. Of, I will post some before and after yeah. pictures of Pinky. But Jeezy's and Sherry's, oh boy. In fact, we're going to start having them back on. They used to be on with us years ago, and we'd kind of forgotten about mm-hmm. that. But we we're, we're, were talking about Beanie Babies, and yep. they would occasionally join us. So we're going to have them on again. But they're going to be at the Kane County Fairgrounds today. So go and say hi to Jeezy's and Sherry's and tell them thank you, thank you, thank you for pinky pinky lives
1: thanks to them thanks to roxana okay what number are you choosing uh
0: i'm gonna pick a number three
1: okay sounds good and number three would be melvin
0: hey melvin how you doing
1: good morning melvin i'm doing great good, doing good.
0: where how are you? you good where are you calling from
2: go, Illinois. south side
0: south
1: side yeah are you out in your car tonight
2: I am. I'm headed home.
1: Well, be careful, because it's been a crazy night just yeah. because it was warm weather.
2: Yeah. Oh. I thought we were thunderstorms uh, by now, but, but so far it's just a little drizzle.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, good. I'm going to get out of here, too, before thunderstorms.
0: Where, where are you heading home from? Where have you been?
2: Uh, I actually, my daughter is going out of town in a couple of hours. I was supposed to have some money for her. <laughs> uh, I thought it. My wife uh, marched me out the door, and so I just went to an ATM and took care of it.
1: So, uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> good dad, you did the dad thing, the right dad thing, right?
3: That's right. That's right.
1: Good for you. So one-
0: and, and always remember the mantra: happy wife, happy life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Twenty-three years. Twenty-three years.
1: Oh, good, great. Good we for you. Ju- we just celebrated our 39th last week. Oh, oh you got
3: to. We got to catch up to you. Yeah. Yep. Th- oh,
1: golly. <laughs> I, I, I literally, I find it hard to believe. I, I say that that is way more than half my life at this point. That's like three quarters of my life. How did that happen? <laughs> Well, I'm so thrilled that you got in here as our last caller tonight. Uh, are you frequently listening to GN on a Saturday night? We hope so.
2: Yes. Yes. And it just so happened I heard the, the name Taylor, Taylor Swift. Yes. And that attention. Not that I'm a huge fan, mm-hmm. but I happened to a vintage boutique. And I just sold a pair of Taylor Swift pajamas.
3: <laughs> oh my
1: gosh. How cool. Do you have a brick and mortar store?
2: I have a brick and mortar store uh at twenty if I if I can Sure it. go ahead shout it out. It's called Harper Studio Vintage and it's located at twenty five thirty five West North Avenue. Mm-hmm. Uh and the coolest little space. Uh I I sell vintage art, furniture and of course clothing. And everyone in the neighborhood, that's the humble part, wicked part. Yeah. Depending on town you're coming from, everyone loves it. And uh, in my searches, I ran across these pajamas that look really cool, and they had these images. I didn't know what they were. And my daughter, I got them home. My daughter said, those are Taylor Swift pajamas.
0: Oh, my <laughs> gosh. How and,
3: cool. Um,
2: pristine, pristine condition, Uh, had him dry clean, put him in the store, Mm -hmm. and last week, uh, he couldn't believe I had him, called his sister, uh, (laughs) with his sister, and she said, no matter how much they are,
1: buy them wow (laughs) you know what we're going to keep your information because we're going to be doing some collectible shows during the summer and i think we could integrate vintage clothing and things that you're dealing with in fact
0: melvin hold on for a second and uh if you have uh, a website or anything like that we'll definitely be back in touch with
1: you and you're going to get your very own wgn radio retro T-shirt, in large or extra large, and a desktop weather station from American Weather Makers. Heating, cooling, and plumbing, the 60-Minute Men. Visit AmericanWeatherMakers.com. And that happens every Saturday night when we take a last caller.
0: I, I can't believe this has been the fastest five hours I've ever experienced. Uh, our thanks to uh, Julian for keeping us out of jail. and uh, <laughs> Well,
1: we don't know what's waiting outside well, the door. Yeah. So,
0: uh, And we will talk to you next from... Uh, the panhandle of Florida. We're going to be down there for the next uh, three weeks, but we'll be live down there and we're just going to take you with us. So thanks a bunch for uh, hanging out with us.